Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, LaToya Ferguson. Hey, LaToya. Allow me to uh, quote the 2002 Fox series Fastlane, a show that was also known for its hip-hop guest stars, when I say the line from the pilot, if I was here to bend over and doggy, wouldn't I be barking? Thank you. Hey, LaToya. <laughs> we are joined by returning guest, Carly Lane. Hey, Carly, what's up? What's up? Got some... What do, what do gots got? Gots money! <laughs> gots money! <laughs> oh, white people. <laughs> uh, so we watched the um, uh, insane and not even really Halloween-themed, although it's pretty spooky, uh, Law & Order SVU. <laughs> We're having Halloween. Stop saying spooky. <laughs> spooky. These episodes need to stop being spooky then. But uh, we watched Law & Order SVU, uh, Special Victims Unit, uh, Season 10, Episode 7, Wildlife. Now, if you've never heard of this episode, first of all, what are you doing with your life? I'm sure you've seen it during an SVU marathon on USA. You've oh, yeah. It's one of those things I definitely didn't remember until I started watching it. Because every, every episode yeah. of Law and Order feels the same episode. Once the shows, like, comes into the equation, I'm like, oh, yeah, exactly. I've seen this episode so many exactly. times. Exactly. Yes. And so, it, it, it begins familiarly, which, I mean, we're, this is a very plot-heavy episode, so we're going to be kind of moving at a quicker pace than normal, so apologies if you're a little bit lost, but... We were probably a little bit lost during the episode because it kept changing the plot every mm-hmm. five minutes. So, which is normal for episode SV. It's just twist, 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 final. Then one last twist. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. But, um, so for those of you who haven't seen Law & Order, which I literally would be amazed, but it's definitely possible, especially this one, because not everybody likes to watch SVU. It's definitely dark. And if you're not into that kind of a show, it can be a little bit much. But, um, it's, it's a show about cops solving crimes in sex, well, sex crimes specifically. Now this crime is I wouldn't it's obviously still a sex crime but it's it was a little more confusing because it starts off with like a mauling kind of and they don't really know what happened but they didn't know it was a mauling for sure up front right Well actually starts off with a dude a dude waking up and we see from his perspective Oh right so, so you're already skipping things more no, no 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 but I just want to clarify that this is the kind of episode that we're going to get into it's not about like a traditional so if you're a little bit freaked out about that up front I just wanted to be clear because it's not so much there is mentions of that kind of stuff but it's not as heavy into the, the awful rapeness of law. Some of the SVU episodes are about awful animal upsetting. smuggling than it exactly. is awful. So I just wanted to give a warning up front if you rightfully want to avoid that kind of stuff. You might be okay with this episode at least until, I mean, it gets a little weird on its own in, in another respect with the human trafficking part. But I don't know if that's quite as, as triggery. But in the meantime, uh, we it starts off with, like Latoya said, there's like a POV victim shot, which is a little different for SVU. I don't really think I've seen that many episodes that begin that way, although it still kind of felt somewhat familiar. It's clearly a very special episode of SVU. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Which is, like, crazy that this is their very special episode, but you're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, so it's a POV of the victim on the ground, like, eyes blurry. People are like, sir, are you okay? Can you move? We're calling the police. And then, like, it's kind of suspicious because... Obviously, the camera cuts out right before the important part of the episode we find out later on picks up in between that little bit, and then we just cut to the hospital. But, um, so he's, I guess, passes out again. And then the same victim, in quotation marks, is in the hospital being, like, wheeled to the surgery, because he's got, uh, I don't even know if they say what he has at that point. He's just very injured, and they're going to get, uh, surgery on his arm. And, uh... He's being wheeled away, and then obviously we're like, ooh, who's this, like, it felt kind of weird. I'm like, what What kind of random victim is getting this kind of, like, uh, you know, star treatment of, like, being in their, their eye, eye line during the, the, the crime having taken place? Because, of course, they zoom a little bit further out once they get to the surgery, well, not even surgery, they're, like, in the intensive care unit, 
and it zooms out a little bit, and it's like, bum, 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 it's Stabler, and then we have Benson coming running in. They're like, excuse me, ma'am, you're not allowed in here. It's just, like, emergency, you know. I'm his uh, partner. I'm his partner, and it's like, <laughs> <gasps> and it's it's Stabler, like, duh. and then, of course, this show wastes no time. That's literally, like, the first two seconds of the episode. And then the smooth jazz And it's like, dun, 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 dun. it's, like, insanity. Like, of course, that's, like, the, it's, like, the ultimate twist is, like, secretly, it's, like, you know, Stabler about to die. Because they definitely imply like he's bleeding out like it's very very grim when he gets to the er um and that's it that's that's like the episode's be cold open is just that. <laughs> that's the end of the episode yeah well it's and then we get to one week earlier but i mean we're, we're kind of left up in the air because she's interrupting to like try and like see what's going on but he definitely seemed like he's in deep trouble although obviously he's the star of the episode show one of the stars so it's not likely that he'll die but like this show has done some weird shit, so it's not out of the out of the blue for that stuff to happen. It happened on uh, Law and Order, right? I think. I don't know who. I think they had somebody else die out of the blue on that. At least back in the early seasons when they were doing that more often. But I know anyways, they, in Law and Order LA, which I saw every episode of, they cut <laughs> off Skeet Ulrich, and then like the show got canceled, and but they were like, I guess airing it out of order, uh, out of order. So like a later episode, like shows Skeet <laughs> Ulrich alive. Up. <laughs> you just ignored it completely. Classic. Oh my You're like, God, what is crazy. this? It's like scream. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. They didn't shoot him in the head, so he came back to life. Yeah, yeah. He, he just had a TV on him. Uh, so uh, those of you, so I was unfamiliar with this DA, so I was immediately suspicious. Were you, were you just completely skipping over the theme? Well, credits. The best, the best time I ever w- I watched an episode with subtitles on. They put that as funky mystery music. Yes, oh my god, that's smooth music. jazz plays. And I made it, I made it my like Facebook background for like three months. I was like, this is the best definition of the SVU titles. It's <laughs> so good. Like, it is... Now, shall we? I mean, before we get into the episode proper, it's a little sexier than regular Law and Order. I was theme. gonna say, how would you rank this among? Obviously, this is probably the best of the three. I think this is the four. best one. Law yeah. and Order, Law and Order five? regular is pretty boring. I hate the five. Criminal Intent one. Oh, it's I never, too dark. I don't even remember that one. Criminal Intent one's real, real dark. It's like real, like dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. It's like more like a little bit like new metal sound or something. I forget. Like it has a weird like. Fred Durst starts singing over it. It's crazy. <laughs> No, it's got, like, a, a weird bass chord to it where it's a lot deeper and darker, which is obviously intent of criminal intent. Um, and then Trial by Jory has a real, like, stupid one. I, I forget what that was. I, I watched that because Bradley Cooper was in it, of course. Um, and <laughs> it was it was trying to be new and hip, but it wasn't, basically. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't, even, I don't remember uh, Law and Order. Was it L.A., you said? I don't remember. I do not remember. I imagine it's probably something like... Like, something like... I would... Oh, my God. If they did that, it'd be amazing. But, yeah. So, anyway. So, I would think this is probably the best of the bunch. The original OG is... is And then that final group shot. Oh, they're always, Always. Always. They always have a good group shot. And every... Like, anytime they change it, even with the... You know. Because they always have people leaving. I like it when there's, like, only three people left in the cast. So, it's just... I know. This looks like bodies are dropping. It gets way awkward when there's, like... Yeah. It's, like, literally... Or when there's, like, ten people there. Like, there's a million... Like, the entire room is full of people. Um, and then there, I, it's one of those things. I like that one because everyone's just sort of tough looking at their desks. But obviously, it's also very famous, the original Law and Order, for having them like walking down the hallway, all a little bunch, of, or down the court steps or wherever they are that season. Season one They're had. Doing the law, damn it. 
<laughs> yeah, season one of SBU, they they had the opening credits because it was only uh, Benson Stabler and then like two other characters, and so they had at that point they had him walking down the hallway, but then it got to There's be just too, too many. Big, so I mean, it's just could... insanity. By by its height, I think there was definitely like eight regulars on the show, which is insane for a, a style like a stylized. Um, what do you call it? Uh, procedural. Like, most, most shows yeah. that are procedurals have two characters, maybe more than... Like, you get, like, the, the boss, and you get the medical examiner, maybe. You get a quirky assistant if it's a real big budget. But that's basically... This show is just, like, a powerhouse. And, I mean, there are people who have left and, and come, and and then, and then come and left. But, well, like, let's read a list of, like, who's all been in the cast of SVU. Like, people even... You forget about, like, the fact that Michaela McManus was in this show for probably this season. Yeah, she was a hot minute. She's not she a good actress. Terrible. She oh wasn't even a full season. God, she was terrible. But she, she wasn't like, even a full, full season. season. She was not didn't, in the full season. Good. Wasn't, did she... Fucking was that good. when she, uh, she got replaced? Did she get replaced by Casey Novak? No, Casey was before this. I thought. Or Casey was before. Yeah. Or was that when? Casey was that forever, when Alex? So uh, she had to be. Alex Cabot is is the Alex, original. But, I believe. Didn't someone, Alex? But Alex Cabot came back though because yes. she got. For some reason, came... someone must have seen Michaela McManus, uh, McManus on One Tree Hill and thought that's the person I should hire. When if you'd seen those episodes, that was not a person you should hire because yeah, she got hired off of, off from that. So, and then then we had to deal with her like a year later on vampire diaries as jules the terrible werewolf <laughs> okay so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go down the list because there is um an endless amount of them essentially so this is just, i'm surprised I'm, michelle heard only lessons of 2001 actually it feels like it's longer it is but um so this is the main like wikipedia style page there is obviously mm-hmm. more people than we're gonna get into but it would just go on forever like do the big names basically yeah, exactly so we got, obviously, Olivia Benson is the powerhouse. She's been here from the get-go. Yeah. Dan Florek only just left. Um, yeah. He left in season, I believe, 16. A couple seasons ago, yeah. Yeah, and so did John Munch, which is Richard Belzer. Um, yeah, he uh, retired. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, uh, so then, uh, after Munch left, obviously, Finn is the his his partner. He's become, like, the main um, second detective besides Benson. And he's yeah, my favorite like, character. He's the best. He's the and MVP then, of this episode. He Sorry, is. Absolutely. He's the MVP of every episode, basically. I didn't realize Ice-T has been on SVU since season two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very early in season two, I believe, the first yeah. episode. Or maybe yeah. the second episode. I don't remember. He's been there for a long time. But he's um, been for a while, yeah. He comes, while. In from, he, come, he comes in from Vice. Or not Vice. Uh, narcotics, which is what this episode also mentions as well, I believe. Uh, but anyway, so he so he he came in from season two and he's been there since and I think he will stay there till he dies. Um, uh, and then there's obviously Elliot Stabler was Chris Maloney. He was there until season twelve or thirteen. Uh, Michelle Hurd uh, was only there for two seasons, I believe. Which seems insane to me. Like she I, was I, there forever. It felt like, but I guess it was exactly. Seasons, I but. I feel like if I watched the episode, I, I just assume Michelle Hurd's there. <laughs> I don't know. And then then we have a recurring, obviously. Um, I'm going to skip over the ADAs because that's its own whole thing we can get into in a second. Tamara Tooney has been on there pretty regularly for, I think, basically the entire run of the show. She was a regular through the middle of the, the peak of the episodes being, like, basically, like, primetime TV at one point, which is kind of insane because it's a procedural cop show, but that's how big this was at one point, and still is, really. But um, she was, like, the, a regular, uh, you know, uh, medical examiner, so they would always just go to her about what, what's up with the bodies, whatever that is. Um, and then... Uh, B.D. Wong was always on it as well oh, as the B.D. Wong. profiler. He was great. I loved I him love on B.D. Wong. I'm so um, sad when he left. B.D. Wong, started... you mean the person who's like, is the reason he's the worst in Jurassic Well, let's not, you can't put that all on B.D. Wong. I'm putting <laughs> it on B.D. Wong. <laughs> okay. He's learned nothing. <laughs> he hasn't. You're right on that point. 
But, uh, so he was recurring in the beginning, then he was also, same, same with Toonie, he became, like, a huge, um, factor. I think one of the better, he was one of the people, I think, that pushed the show to become a, a pretty, I mean, it was obviously pretty big to start, because it was a Law & Order franchise, but I think he was, like, when they started getting in, like, recurring, um, guest actors that, like, really kind of, um, how do, you, how do I say this, like, directed the show to where it wanted to go, like, he, he was, this is, like, all happening, like, when he first started on the show, this is long before Criminal Minds started, so... It was, like, its own, like, he was the original, like, criminal profiler for a show. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think a lot of shows had that kind of a, 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 a main a recurring like character. Why would you yeah. want to know why a criminal is doing the things he does? That's crazy. Exactly. And it was just like, whoa. And he was just kind of, like, defending, not defending them, but just saying, like, you don't get it. Like, he was, he was, like, it was just so different to have somebody actually, like, defend what was going on. It was weird. Well, yeah, because Stabler would always just write him off as, you know, like, perverts or whatever. Mm -hmm. Especially, and, like, ones and, who actually didn't do it, but, like, well, he's a pervert, so. Right, and Wong would be like, no, like, this is what actually what's going on. This is the, this you know. This is systemic he, he abuse, can't, and here's right. why, and that kind of stuff. He yeah. can't help it, yeah. So or it's like, or he, he would be like, yeah, that guy's a sicko, but, like, isn't it fascinating? He's like, yes, it is fascinating! <laughs> Thank you, Petey Wong. Or George Wang. Uh, but anyway, so he, he was, like, another recurring person. And then, obviously, I think I mentioned before, um, uh, we have plenty of ADAs coming and going. There was other people that, that came in to, to fill the void, but who cares? I mean, besides Ro, uh, Raul Esparza, is, was it Raphael or something? Raphael Barba. Yeah. Barba. I like him, but I He's don't really so watch sassy. it. He's so sassy. And uh, Nick Amaro was on there for a while. Um, yeah, he just left. He just left Danny, last season. Was it Danny, P Danny Pino? Danny was, Pino. Nick Amaro. Nick, that's, he was another one who was actually a pretty decent fill-in. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's been other people who've come and gone as well, and I honestly don't really care. Um, so, <laughs> so getting back to, like, the OG people, the ADAs, I think, are the other part of the show that really, like, sang for a while. I, I still can't believe Michaela McManus was an ADA on this show. Uh, she's all, I know, I said it doesn't speak really well of it, but honestly, she she's the real weak link of everybody else. Everybody else is amazing. Because we have Alexander Cabot, which is Stephanie March, amazing, and she was there for, I think, a solid four or five seasons, and then came back for a little while, and then went back away. But she um, was uh, OG uh, one order, right? Or am yes. I just really wrong? I think it's either her or maybe I'm thinking of Diane. No, it wasn't Diane Neal, so it must have been her. OG Law and Order was uh, like the Elizabeth first Rome? season ADA. Well, Elizabeth Rome, and then they also had, um, uh, shoot, what's her name? Yes, yes. They brought they brought her over from Law and Order for the first season of SVU to do like a little crossover ADA. Oh then, right, yeah, I absolutely then, remember that now. And then they brought in Alex Alex Cabot. Beginning okay, of season two. okay. She like tag teamed her out basically. She came she... in with she came in with Ice T at the beginning of season two. And I remember that it was shit was getting real, getting real. And I always liked the way that they introduced her and Ice T specifically because it almost I think they both kind of started out and even BD Wong I think as well. They started out kind of like, um, because uh, this show is very, like, a tight-knit group, even though they're obviously all come and go as they need to, but it, I think they were introduced almost as, like, antagonists, like, where they were, they, the main characters were kind of like, ugh, who's this new person? And they were like, look, it's this, she's great, she's really qualified, and then they would earn their, like, tough keep, and then they would just become, you know, part of the team, which is, Diane Neal was another one where really she, like, cut her neck throughout the first couple seasons. Yeah. And really, I think... Even though she was introduced as, like, a character that was uh, a female rapist, I think, from what I remember, she switched over, and they were like, uh, psych, just come back and be a regular, like, amazing <laughs> recurring, uh, actor, because you're so good. Um, yeah, so then, besides them, it was, so it's Diane Neal was really famous on the show, I think, for a while. She was, like, all the middle bit. And then we had, obviously, like I said before, Stephanie March started out. 
Um, and then since then we've had, um, that was the Michaela McCannis, which happens to be the episode that we watched, which is no surprise because it's terrible and so is she. Um, <laughs> and then Raul Spars, obviously, like I said before, he came in to be the, um, the new ADA. And he's, I think, currently on the show, right? Yeah, he's still on. He's still and on I like him, season. but it's t- that's a tough role to fill because I, to me, Stephanie March especially was like the, the best. Like she was there for the best episodes. And so was Casey, but there was some stuff, too, that went down with them. Because everything, of course, on SVU, the difference between SVU and Law and & Order is that they become a lot more involved in the cases, I think. I mean, obviously, yeah, Law & Order is both, both about the cops and the attorneys. And I think that they're definitely involved in the case. I don't want to write them off completely, but I just... There's something different when it's, like, Elliot's just, like, going home for dinner and then decides to go undercover. Like, they just become, like, their lives are this, this job. Like, it's a lot more personal... Then some of the, and I, I, it's to the just to the, the detriment at times because he becomes almost mm-hmm. too personal. It's kind of like ER where it got a little bit like less about the medicine, more about your kid swallowing you know, ecstasy. But like it was. I mean, sometimes your kid swallows ecstasy. Yeah, I mean that's true. But uh, but it, it's it's tough to like pull like you know an Elliot out of out of the mix and then have it be quite as good for that exact yeah. reason too. Well, so that was kinda... the thing, and it was so funny because I've talked to people about this all the time. Like these detectives screw up so much because they all get so emotionally attached and like fucking Stabler man but it's so funny to me because as many as many seasons as like Benson's gotten in trouble and Stabler's gotten in trouble and somebody's shot somebody and IAB comes in to investigate and Ice-T sees everyone Ice-T has never gotten in trouble has like Finn Finn has never been in like internally investigated he shot somebody last season, but it was, like, a clean shot, and he, like, hands his gun over afterwards, and he's like, yeah, I know, I gotta, like, blah, blah. He's I the best, okay? I literally, no, 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 I literally watched last week's episode, Brand New, and he's talking to uh, Kelly Giddish's character, Rollins, and he's like, you know me, I never get in trouble. I'm like, I know, you're perfect! <laughs> like, everybody else, we love everybody you, else... Oh, everybody else is the is just like the worst has the worst rap sheet. Like terrible cops. Like and none I of them like should be I've, working anymore. I feel like ninety percent of that is iced tea, like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> like no, nah, right? nah, I'm a straight cop. Nah, I'm not gonna the do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh in SVU look like good cops is when like they have the crossover episodes with Chicago P D. Really corrupt cops, but like that's the only oh time yeah, that Benson looks like a good cop almost. Yeah. It's kind of oh, fucked that they do that kind of stuff because that show is so full of like random corruption. Which I mean there's definitely episodes of Law and Order that get into like dirty cops, but like it, it's so much more like the caliber of what they're doing is supposed to be held up to a certain standard. Whereas, like, if it's if it's admitting it's in the same world as Chicago PD, it's like admitting that that, that Chicago Police Department is that corrupt. But well, I mean, it's uh, not Chicago wrong. PD, especially early on, had to do a lot to like basically backtrack and be like, hey, they're not like corrupt, corrupt. Like they everything they do is for a good reason. But yeah, like, but yeah, that way, that way you can fit into this world of SVU because. When it was just, like, a crossover, like, when they were, like, doing backdoor stuff on, like, Chicago Fire, it's like, oh, no, this is, like, really corrupt, you know what I mean? Like, to the point where it's like, how are we supposed to get a show out of this without, like, not wanting to kill all the characters? Exactly. And, I mean, it's it's probably had a hard time doing so. But, uh, but Law and Order... season basically had to, like, course correct, and they made Ian Bowen from, like, uh... Teen Wolf, like they made him like the corrupt IA guy, basically to take all that off, pretty much. 
Jesus. Oh, this is basically just like whitewashed, like over the. Oh, it's like, we're it, it wasn't really corrupt. He was like, you know, he was undercover. We just didn't know that, basically. Oh, that sounds. Uh, that sounds getting, familiar. Oh. <laughs> he's getting blackmailed by Ian Bowen, pretty much. So they like hand waved it, basically, with one hand. They 100%. had to. Because like there was no way that they could make the lead character in Chicago PD like a good guy after like his like stint in Chicago Fire without like having to course correct completely and be like, oh no, he was undercover this whole time. <laughs> Well, you sent him to prison, oh, that's because we man. wanted him to go to prison for, like, undercover stuff. Oh, my God. Which is basically well, how this episode ends, actually. I was gonna say, I was like, it sounds pretty familiar, wink, wink. <laughs> well, so, so a little bit of history on the like we said, that was just kind of... I, I feel it's important to know where we're coming in, because if you, if you didn't want to, you know, jump into this unknowing, it's certainly, like, a powerhouse of a show that we're literally just grabbing a random episode from. But I think this is definitely where most people will consider to be past its peak. For sure, I think its peak was probably season five to six, maybe, or maybe almost seven. But after that point, I think a lot of people started either leaving or they were like just recurring, or and so on. Which is not to say that the show was immediately gonna, you know, downgrade in quality because of that, but it didn't help because I think the episodes started to get kind of repetitive at times. And then like you gotta love it though because honestly, even though I don't really watch new episodes that much. It's one of those shows that you could just throw on, even if you don't know what season it is, and just enjoy it. Because if you if mm-hmm. you like this kind of procedural show, this is like a show that genuinely, its whole cachet is that like it is yeah. being procedurally marathonable, even at random. Like I, there are definitely episodes that have like carryover plot, like the, the fact that Kathy's in this episode, for example, yeah. which I have so many things to say about. But um, it's it's definitely another one of those shows where if if you do a marathon of like maybe fifty episodes none of them have to necessarily do with the other one. You could air them all out of order and it would be just fine. So that's yeah. certainly its own kind of like feat in television. Um, this one, this show is one of those shows that does it, I think, really well. The nice thing about this episode, too, that I will say is that it's one of the lighter SVU episodes overall. Like, Not so dark, some, yeah. Because some of them get pretty dark. And this is, like, I, I'm talking as somebody who, when, like, the first 12 seasons were on Netflix just marathoned it nonstop, and I had to, like, take a break every now and then, because it just got way too much for me to handle emotionally. It was like, this is such a good, like, show, and I'll have it on the background and stuff, but every now and then you get into an episode, and you're like, okay, so this is, what, the third episode in a row about pedophiles that I've watched? Like, maybe I need a brain break, you know? But this one's, this one's nice. Like, this one's, this one's kind of silly, but it's, like, it's nice that it's light, because it's, you can kind of just laugh at it, and it, you know, there's nothing that's really gonna be yeah. super triggering for anybody. I actually suggested a darker episode. I suggested the episode where Shannon Sossaman accuses uh, Billy Campbell of rape, and then he goes back and uh, basically, I think he might like he says that she raped him or something like that. But he, like, and the end of the episode is the trial, and you don't know what the verdict is basically because they both uh... make such compelling arguments, and I felt like we'd be arguing the whole time, like what was right. Yeah. Right. And there's been other episodes, obviously, that tackled female rape. I mentioned the Casey Novak. Before uh, Diane Neal was a regular on the show, she guest starred as, like, a one-off character who was that would-be uh, rapist. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's it right. went into that episode. That was real. That was, like, first or second season, I believe. 
Um, because she wasn't a regular until, I think, season four or five. And under a different name, obviously. It was not the same person. Uh, no. <laughs> that would never have happened. Uh, and then, uh, there are other episodes where they, like, randomly decide to infiltrate a child pornography ring in, like, Europe. Which, I don't we know how that happened, all, but... We should like, pat ourselves on the back for not, like, choosing, like, a rip from the headlines uh, episode. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. been some terrible ones that are not really that great. Like, obviously, we mentioned before on Twitter, the Gamergate episode is infamous. Oh, all yes. live, uh, the Black Lives Matter episode they just had. Just happened, yeah. yes. They're, and and then, they're getting ready to do a Duggar one. They're gonna do oh, it. good a, God. Yeah, 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 wow. and then uh, I think there's other one I'm thinking of. There's a lot. Of, so the, oh, those the are Rihanna all... Chris Brown, the oh, Rihanna Chris Jesus Brown Christ. episode, where he kills her at the end. Oh my God! <laughs> so there's that. Why you shouldn't it's... trust Chris Brown? That's a yeah. story, right? oh, it's And terrible. then and then there's obviously the greatest hits of Elliot Stamper, like putting chairs mm-hmm. through windows, which is something that's happened more than once, I believe, or at least definitely the one time. Or he's like got threatening. A he's definitely got a problem yeah. and threatening suspects with like prison rape. No, this happened in this episode, but that was just so par for the course. <laughs> it happens in basically every episode. Although there was because a really... he just hates his family so much, basically. <sighs> there was a really ridiculous, like, definitely, I think, Oz shout-out in this when he gets the, the dice. But anyway, so uh, so we're going to get into this episode. That's a little bit about SVU. If you, if you don't know what we're talking about, try it. I think if you've never seen it for whatever reason... You were probably thinking it's a little bit different than it is. It's start very early. addictive. It's th- start early. Yeah. You can skip season one or two if you want, but I like it. I, I just like it. Like and just choose any episode at random. <laughs> I got yeah, eleven. Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> just watch an episode with Finn, though. Finn is just a delight. I would just That's start true. when Finn enters, and he's like your fish out of water. Just for start the with season show. two. Start with season yeah. two. I like season one, in. but I think season two is a good place to begin because it's uh, him and Cabot are both fish out of water, fish fishes out of water, and then uh, you can watch them. with Harry Connick Jr. Because what's oh. funnier than Harry Connick Jr. coming in to try to ruin a show? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that happens <laughs> way too often. Oh, good God. Alright, so so that's that. Uh, let's get into the episode itself. There's so much to talk about. So, alright. One so week after later. After the cold open. After the cold open. Do, 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 do. And then one week later. That was oh, my wow. Mentos theme song, goddammit. <laughs> no, it was a do, 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 do. There you go. Bow, 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 bow. Okay, so. Oh, one week later, teen. <laughs> Again, this is one the kind of show. One week earlier. One week earlier, sorry. One week earlier than what just happened. This is the kind of show we're watching. It's cut to a uh, young girl gets slashed in her in her Light private. Female, late teen. In her private. <laughs> in her no no place. It is. Uh, I don't even know where exactly. It was definitely like her her genitals, but it was also like up top. I that's believe they said her throat. Her throat. It's all, it's all over the place. place. Yeah. So it's and then all... and there was saliva, on... which makes yeah, which on makes on her... you at first think it's like a really perverted person. Real fuck, real right. fucker. And uh, so we have the medical examiner Tamara Tooney's like, uh, someone licked her post slashing, and all the detectives were like, Ew, which are like good to know that even like. Ten years in this business, they're all still kind of like squicked out by I that. Mean, that's, that's pretty disgusting, though. But then you find out it like, is. Why but this show is there. like insane. So I don't know. But so uh, they just they can't figure out what what slashed her up. It definitely looks like a, a really really thick knife, if anything. Using evidence, actually. they can figure out she's a model or actress. Yes, evidence. Yes. <laughs> evidence being a proof sheet in her a pocket. proof sheet that she has in her purse, along with a dead bird. 
I mean, obviously, on... based on everything we learned about her, she wasn't good at being a model or actress. That's true. That's very true. But who carries around a proof sheet with a dead bird? Terrible <laughs> smuggling junkie models or actresses. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. She was terrible. So I'm not she, she got... deserved it or anything like that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> oh, she, God. She was awful. She also has a cell phone with all blocked private calls on it. So clearly, like, a red flag has gone up. Um, and then Stabler, upon seeing the bird in the dead bird, dead bird can't sing. Yeah, he's like, oh, maybe it's a, uh, a mob, mob warning. Message. Yeah, mm-hmm. dead birds can't sing. They're like, oh, shut <laughs> up, Elliot. Uh, and then, uh, that's when Tamara Tooney is like, oh, by the way, uh, I figured out there's dog bites. Like, that's basically what they think it is. It's dog bites all over her face. Um, from, and then he's like, from a stray? And she's like, I don't know, we're, we're gonna, we got that, and we're gonna run some other tests on whatever this live was. Run in tests. So, uh, in the meantime, though, after hearing that info, they're like, uh, but I do know she has a stamp on her hand from the supple club. And everyone's like, oh, shit. So they go running over the supple club. No, wait, but then Stabler, but then Stabler says, I'll take Finn, he knows the after hours club scene. <laughs> what was that, Stabler? Like, okay, I guess, I guess he knows the after hours club scene. I, I guess try- I'll take... <laughs> I'll take was he trying to tea. blow up Finn's spot? Like, why would you bring that up in like a, like a random meeting? They were at work. You should. I guess they're trying to claim like he just knows the clientele. Like he's run that scene, but I, it was a little suspicious for him to just throw out there. But like Finn is, of course, more than happy. Like it's like from you know his old days on the streets. Oh, from Narcotics. Oh, that's maybe? true. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. probably true. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like he did like. Um, of course, as we know, Finn is perfect, so he doesn't do any like thing naughty. I know, no, that's he's, what's so no, weird about so the way good. he says that. Like, he says it Precious. like, Finn's real familiar with the after right. clubs. Like he's, like, oh, like he's getting into stuff. I'm like, no, he's not. He's probably making sure the girls get home okay. This mm-hmm. is another episode where, I mean, it's obviously very famous for it, but it's, and obviously it's not quite as bad as, I don't think, CSI took it to a new level. But there's a lot of quipping. Like, quip, 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 back and forth. I, the Finn quips are amazing. I documented as many as I could. They're the oh best lines of the entire no, episode. Don't, yeah, do not, do not spoil it. We're waiting until we get to all of them, guys. Because they need <laughs> their they, own but they, <clears throat> but they, so they walk into the club, which is yes. owned by what? Like a mobster? A mobster. And a mobster who, mo- upon them walking in, says... Does it smell like bacon to anyone else? I think there's a pig in here. I'm like, who says that to two cops? Well, like, you added, like words to the line too. They're making even more awkward. Why? What did he say? I thought he said to say, "Well, smell bacon." So when he cooking bacon, yeah. I smell a pig. Oh, is, I thought he said there's cop. But anyway, so either way, he knows <laughs> like, I, I smell a pig, and by pig I mean cops. Yeah, That's the mirror version of the line. Yes, and he's definitely, like, immediately, like, antagonistic with them, which is not really what you should be doing with He tells them he's in a committed relationship with two strippers. <laughs> no, but I, did you remember what Ice-T says in response to the bacon thing? He goes, maybe your nose needs readjusting. I'm like, you're perfect. <laughs> he's the best. And so he obviously gets, he gets roughed up a little bit. That's the one thing. Ice-T is also game for a little bit of roughing up. Um, and the guy's just kind of like, whoa, 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 I'm not, I don't know every pretty girl that walks into my club, but I do know the guy who would. The Wrangler. The Wrangler. Like, this is what I'm saying, where, like, every time, it's like, it's like, a brushing nesting dolls, where every time you think you have the plot, there's another one to pull open. So, it's not really him, it's Oscar, so then we all move right. on to Oscar. And Oscar is, of course, as creepy and, and disgusting as a person who, in quotation marks, manages models would be. I really hope Oscar was, like, arrested after this episode went off. Please. Like, off. Considering he's, like, pumping these quote-unquote models full of drugs. Yeah, so, yeah, we get to the, well, so here's what happens. They go to the, they go to meet up with Oscar. Oscar's immediately suspect. They're like, what, what the fuck's your problem? Whoa, I'm um, no pimp. And I'm then no pimp. Finn says, yeah, you're, no, you're a bottom feeder. I'm like, ah. 
He's the best. And he, so he's out flying um, down Boutique Row, as they call it, or Boutique, the Boutique Town, whatever. Which is basically... <laughs> yes, Boutique Row, you had it right the first time. I know I did. I, I got too Boutique greedy. Town? <laughs> I flew too close to the sun. But Boutique Town. So anyway, they're in Boutique Won't Town. Won't you take me to Boutique Town? Uh, so he's, he's like, oh yeah, um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think I saw her at a crash pad where all the models stay that's real cheap, and they're like, okay, show us where it is, and then he's like, alright, I guess. He just, like, openly just grabs them and takes them over there, I'm like, wow, you're being very, very cooperative, dude, I guess he's just really nervous they're gonna just, just a weasel. take him in. And so he comes, he comes up to the, uh, model crash pad, which is a really sad, like, dilapidated apartment full of, like, trash in, uh, Midtown, I think he said. And, uh, the instantly they walk in, one of the girls comes running up and they're like, Oscar, did you get me any? Or did you bring me any? And he's like, vodka. I Question vodka. mark? Question mark? And he says something, I didn't, I couldn't catch it. It's in either Some Italian. language. It's yeah, either he's Italian or Spanish. Yeah. I don't think it was Italian. I don't, I think it was uh, Spanish though. I think it was like, uh, I don't know, like something, uh, I don't want to generalize, but I think it's South American, but I don't think it was Spanish. Portuguese? So, I feel like that's what you want to say. I don't know, though, because it was just, you couldn't really pin down what was going on there. Obviously, it was definitely it's a different South language. It's American, and it's not Spanish, and it's not Italian, it's most likely it's Portuguese. Portuguese. Okay, but so she comes up to him, basically saying, like, can I get some more coke? Did you just score? And the cops are literally right behind him. He's like, oh, uh, no, 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 uh, X day on the coke day. And then, uh... <laughs> the language. He's actually speaking pig Latin. No wonder we didn't get it. Okay. I guess... Uh, <laughs> Did you say coke day? I guess I well the problem is if you try and say it the other way it's even more confusing. Okay. I mean at least I speak Latin. <laughs> and if if anyone would speak pig Latin though. <laughs> Cop jokes. Um alright, so so he, he, um, he says that to her, basically like like exe on that. She's like, Oh, I meant liquor. He gets us all free drinks, he's the greatest, ha ha and the cops are just like, Okay, sure and they just like let that go. And then we get the hilarious Finn, every time he speaks, I swear to god it's gold. Who decorated this place? A tornado? <laughs> like, that's A+. plus. I'm sorry. That's just great. Like, he says it's so serious, too. And he's not wrong, because it's, it's, it's a sty. Which, again, yeah. pig jokes. Uh, but, it, so he's just like, oh my god, um, there's a second cell phone here amongst all this debris. And, first of all, the other girl, too, though, was just so nonplussed about the girl dying. It was very sad. Like, they, oh, yeah. they announced the other girl just got clawed to death. They don't say that much, but they say she's dead. She's like, oh, do I get her clothes? Like, you're a monster, but I hope she's just coked out of her mind. Uh, in the meantime, uh, she grabs some of the clothes, and they're like, whoa, whoa, that's evidence. And then they also see the second cell phone. Now, she had the original cell phone that was all private calls, private calls, whatever. This is just one specific private phone for just one number. And they're really suspicious of what's going on now, because... Why would you have two cell phones? Plus, why is the one only dialing the one single number? It's all very hinky all of a sudden. Um, and so they decide to try and track down who, like, where it's coming from. They have the phone, they, the phone call that number, so they can try and find out, you know, where it's coming. That they want to know who's calling it. Um, and so she calls that phone, and he, oh, sorry, Stabler calls that phone, and they track it via GPS to a cafe. Now. <sighs> The episode's already, like, crazy, already twisted, like, two, three different times. This is the point where the dead girl walking, uh, twin sister enters in the picture. 
And I have so many fucking questions about this girl because she's got a scar all down the side of her face. I didn't see the scar. I didn't either, but then I did when they interviewed her, which I was like, did they just add that in post? But I guess it not. was a terrible. No, it was it was just bad makeup, bad lighting like, too. They were trying to make it. I think they were trying to make it look subtle, but like obviously, clearly, it's the kind of scar that would ruin a modeling career oh, what, because oh, they do a whole interview with her, like saying that, oh, we both are going to get into modeling, but since I got into a car accident, like. I can't model anymore. Like, uh... By the way, I'm sorry, before we go too far, that, like, the blonde guy who they, like, ran into, who, like, pointed out the sister... Oh, God, Like, he looked yeah. like an Andy Samberg character. He did. And why did he... Why did he... I'm still confused about why they even see him, because they walk up to him, and they're like... I guess because he... he's on his cell phone, they think it might be him. Is that what it is? Okay. They it was see confused. him on a phone, and they're like, oh, maybe... cell phone it's... at the cafe, as opposed to, like, everyone else probably on their cell phones at the cafe? Right, and it's, <laughs> it's also really confusing, though, because he, like, immediately reacts to seeing the photo. Like, what are the coincidences of him knowing that woman upon sight? Like, he should just, he should be, like, kind of, like, I don't know. She shouldn't have been able like to notice her because she didn't have a giant scar. Exactly, and he wasn't, like, sitting there, like, clearly looking at her. He was, like, on the phone, kind of, like, distracted on the phone, so it's really confusing. Making but... up lyrics to a Lonely Island song. <laughs> Basically. So he, he, he walk up, they walk up to this guy, they think it's him that's on the phone, and they're like, it's, is it you, essentially? And he's like, oh, no, no, it's, uh, that girl over there! And, uh, it's obviously, it's it like them both out, because they're like, it's the same, it's like a twin for the girl they found dead. They're like, what? So they walk up to her, of course, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm a twin. Like, story solved. Like, that's it. And, um, she gets really upset because obviously she finds out her sister must be dead based on the fact that, that two cops are there questioning her on her disappearance. Um, so, uh, she, when they're interviewing her later on, though, they're like, oh, she says to them, New York has been nothing but trouble since the moment they arrived. Of that's course. when we, of course, find out where they're from. This is, like, some random West Virginia. It's not like, Kansas or anything. Like I think it was just regular Virginia, but even still. It was West Virginia. I, I put it down. Oh, okay. I took copious notes, Maura. I did, too. <laughs> Dal- I thought it was Dalville, Virginia. But either way, so she... she um, the West from- part of Virginia. How about that? Okay, that works. So she's just like, oh, yeah, from some podunk town with nobody else but each other. And we moved here. And now I'm her manager. Yeah, I'm now her manager because of this scar. And you're a shitty manager, obviously. Clearly, she's not good at managing her sister. Her sister's still living in, like, a hovel. Your sister... She was, like, like out getting coffee, and her sister was in that hovel. Like, what's happening here? And also... Your sister is working with smugglers. And also, like... what you've managed. I have questions, too, because that sister should be making a lot more money and shouldn't be still living in that crappy apartment. Why isn't she living with her sister? Yeah. Yeah. And then also, why does this girl have a scar when everybody else involved with these, like, animals has all these scars? And then the, later on, the, the smugglers mentioned the one girl who tried to open up the cage earlier got a scar on her face. I'm suspicious. Well, I no. thought the sister was Well, no, because the, the, the sister was saying something about an accident, right? And then... Oh, yeah, but that was bullshit. She just that, says a car accident. That was what it was, more. You're, like, putting a conspiracy where there's... What no- are the odds that someone has a disfiguring facial well, no, scar he when... Lying, he was lying about the whole, like... I wonder that. Thing, but yeah. But when your sister gets clawed to death by a tiger and you happen to have a facial scar, it's a little suspicious, uh, okay? Jesus, well, this is why you're not playing a detective on television. <laughs> I'm just saying. Or in but real I- life. <laughs> I do play one in real life. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> but yeah, so so he so he like calls her out like, okay, so you're basically saying that you you could 
you wanted to like single white female your sister you were twins she's getting all this press she's like, like no literally 10 seconds this episode goes so fast i could barely it's so it. crazy I my notes are just like non-stop i still did a lot of notes but like it was just like boom 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 because every i mean it's kind of like every episode i guess it's but just, i feel like it's this a, is a weird lot thing to have to pay normal. attention to and this is also an episode where it does switch up entirely the plot by the middle of the episode, like into a well, whole that's new it. one. Yeah, like halfway through. Remember how big boys in this episode? Plot. Yeah, for like ten minutes, and then it's gone, and you're like, "Wait, what? Why wasn't he like the main?" Ugh. And then there's other episodes where they have similar, like like uh, big name actors or big name cases or a lot of twisting, but usually it stays on the one case instead of kind of becoming a larger case. Or something like that. It was just rare for this to be this much of a uh, plot-heavy episode and not be a, like a two-parter or a special episode kind of thing. Um, so, so he immediately accuses her of being the one behind it, but then she's like, "No, it was Got's money, her <laughs> on again, off again, like hookup." And she was like, "Super she's secret." Like, why are you letting your sister do all of these things? I know. You why? Guys, if you aren't gonna help her, then why are you still her manager? Oh, oh I, me- I forgot this sh- shitty check. We should mention this shitty check that they both carried with them, which was a million dollars written out to themselves. <sighs> <laughs> Fuck you. I'm like, I'm not trying to say that girl deserved to die or anything. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying she deserves to die, but they're, like, she's garbage. But that, you're garbage. Like, that's terrible. No one, uh, uh, people out there, I don't care how rich you think you're going to get, that's the stupidest thing in the world to write a check to yourself for a million dollars and assume you'll be able to cash it one day. That's dumb. Someone could steal that check, and then you will be out a million dollars. But anyway, so so they, they're like, okay, uh, we're going to make it big. They don't. So the, the girl dies with the check in her pocket. The other one's clearly not going to be cashing anytime soon. Um, and she points them in the direction of Gut's money, and then promptly disappears from the episode, which is like, of course she does. I'm glad she didn't care, like, about the vindication, because, like, I, by that episode, she probably still, she still thinks Gut's money did it. I know, right? Like, does they even bother to, like, update like, her on the sits? She like, only knows about the Gut's money stuff. She doesn't know anything about, like, well, Stuff, and when she brings them up, she's like, I knew he'd kill her one day. Like, she's, like, hysterical about it, and, and it's just not good. Um, and so she she points them in her direction, and then she says, I know for sure it had to be him, because, first of all, she was secretive about this big payday she was coming up, mm-hmm. and um, she was, like, uh, yeah. sleeping with him and all that kind of stuff. And then literally says the sentence that, that God's Money told her once, that if she wasn't a nice pussy, he'd <laughs> let the cat out of the bag. Uh, God well, did it! I know well, he actually, did! Well, <laughs> like, at that time, I'm like, well, maybe there'd be a dead, like, kitty, like, in her purse, not a dead bird. So I'm like, well, that immediately says he didn't do it, honestly. Yeah. Or okay, I immediately knew that, there was like, an animal involved. Like, I know she says, got some money to the hip-hop artist, and then Finn's like, artist, try chump. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is great because you get iced tea shitting all over Big Boy the entire fucking episode. That's why I was like, did he ghostwrite this episode? Because, like, it just seemed like a reason for him to shit on Big Boy. Everything did, about it was... <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it was so good. And so so he's immediately, like, suspect, because obviously Finn has no time for this, 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 this chumpy, like, a modern day rap game, which is whatever that is. Um, and he's oh like, <laughs> I'm so excited. So they get to the studio. On the noise studio. Oh, God. And then. And he's going through his best take. I, it's. From he's the get go. a bunch of times. It's insanity. And so they, they question Gots, which I, right there, that sentence is terrible, but his name is. Uh, his rap name is Gots Money. Um, and they, they questioned him on what he was doing. Well, before uh, the, like, again, before the question, he's rapping, and we need to know how bad this is. Again, he says Geek numerous times. It's like on You're the Worst, when you have, like, the raps from, like, Sam and his oh, crew. Except yes. for those raps are actually better. 
And they're meant to be ridiculous. Uh, that's they're basically yeah, trying to lampoon. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Op future. Yeah. And this is. Not, I mean, this is it's supposed to be similar, I guess, to like some kind of version of modern rap. It's supposed to be like, whack, like, but like, he's, like, or he's too whack. Yeah, it's like it's not really because it's also Big Boy. So it's like it would have been better for them to just like make him rap well. They, yeah, they did. Let, they didn't let Big Boy write the rap. They let the white guy who wrote the episode write the rap. Or they let like Ice T write it, and he just was just pissed the whole time. <laughs> like he probably crumpled it up before it gave it to him just to be rude. Um, but so yeah, yeah so like, here you go, Big Boy. Have at it. We're starting um, yeah. a rap beef that doesn't exist. Oh, it's the best one of all time, though. Um, so he, he hands it over to Gots, and they start questioning him. Um, now, Gots immediately is like has, like, a whole entourage there, which is... They are, again, also... They're all... They all vanish after the beginning of the episode as well. So it's like everyone in this episode, like, once they're introduced, they're gone forever. Um, or they're gone from one other scene and then they're gone. Um, but so he introduces himself as God's, like, he's like, oh, hey, I'm just I'm just trying to get money, all that stuff, standard rap stuff. And he's like, oh, I was in the studio, I have all these witnesses. And they're like, uh, and he's like, yeah, and he's like, I was just trying to get my money. And they're like, get your money. He's like, what has God's got? And everyone goes, God's money. <laughs> Fucking stupid. He is <laughs> And, uh, and then they ask him about that life. I don't live it no more. Oh, oh my gosh! And then they ask him about the dead girl, and he goes, "She had more nuts than a can of planters." What the fuck were these lines? And I'm like, so, I'm like, so Eddie? she's crazy, or is that like a sexual thing? <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of the crazy bit. I thought it was obviously the thing he was talking about her I sleeping know. with a bunch of guys. I was guys. like, is she is she saying that? Is he saying that she's? Uh, yeah, that's she why said. I wasn't sure. Like. Yeah. Sleeping with a bunch of guys? Or yeah, like, I thought it was guys, but crazy. now that makes sense. He says he has a, a different girl every day of the week, and that uh, Natalie was She's his Freaky, freaky Friday, Friday bitch. Of oh, course, uh, she was killed on Friday. And I was like, God, God, God. dude, your misogyny is making you guilty. <laughs> yes. Like, literally table that for five minutes if you're a suspect in a murder. Like, then, please. Then Ice-T does a social commentary on rappers with like, <laughs> Pacino posters. And I'm like, did Ice-T write this? Like, just, let's just be honest. And then, uh, and the whole time, Finn is uh, very abrasive with him. Like, not, I mean, even Stabler, like, Stabler's being rude to him, but, like, Stabler is just trying to get some questions out. Finn is there almost entirely to grill him on, like, how much he sucks. Uh, and then he offers him a half-price ringtone just to, like, put the cherry on top of it all. Um, and Finn has no time for the bullshit. And Elliot's, like, still worth the half-price, still overpaying. <laughs> like, oh my god, they're just, like, literally, like... It's just burnt. Everything about it is just like a roast. And then, um, so they figure out once they get back to the the, the medical examiner, he she's figured out it's a tiger bite. It's not a dog bite. So like, that's what I realized. I've seen this episode many yeah. times. That's also the literal opposite of a dog bite. So you suck at your job? Question mark. But whatever. But uh, it would have made more sense if it had been a cat fight. But they learned that Natalie's also smuggling birds. Oh shit! And this she's is where. And I also questions. I mean, I know. We already know I'm, I'm being a little bit um, ridiculous, but I can't help myself. They're talking about these Scarface posters. Um, you know who else is got a Scarface in this episode? <laughs> like Jesus Christ, Mark. Uh, like, I'm just saying. It was, like, right of, there. In your version of SVU, 9-11 was an inside job, basically. <laughs> like, in that oh, world, change. It happens. It exists, show, people. That's what happens. Yes. But, yeah, so, I mean, to me, I'm like, obviously, I didn't think it was her, but I'm like... Are they setting this up? I was more just like confused. I was like, is this gonna be a double cross? You're acting like, like the show is subtle. That's like well, your like your biggest mistake. I did get tricked at the end. I'm not gonna lie, but anyway, so you got tricked at the end. Yeah, I, I'll I, get into it. Oh, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. 
can't do that. Like, if you just, like, oh, see the opening credits, like, it spoils it because you don't cast that person as a, as a, as a side. Yeah, character. you're true. You're right. But <laughs> I still, I was just so, like, swept up in it all. <laughs> I was just kind of like, okay, I buy it. You're just a stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sugarcoat it, please. But, uh, so... so I'm gonna this, rap about you. <laughs> oh, God. Our beef is real. So the Scarface posters are everywhere. Um, my notes literally like, um, the sisters are literal Scarface. No one's like, talking about I that. I um, but they also mentioned that Scarface... That show is not that smart. No, that's exactly. probably... You're, you're also correct. Um, but so they also oh. mentioned that... You know who else, like, bought a, bought a tiger? Scarface did, and they're like, that's enough to get a warrant, Elliot, calm down. Well, I think it teaches oh, that, that uh, smuggling animals is the biggest uh, smuggling after narcotics and uh, guns, so you know. Good to know is the people really? aren't up there. They, they, they do mention that. I was like, I'm glad people aren't Is it left. really? It's not It's not above people? I, I think it's... I mean, below people? I think all three of them are above people, the way they said it, so... Yeah. Huh. Which is not good, but... I mean, yeah, no, I would. I just didn't realize. That's interesting. Well, a win for mankind. I know, right? Like a real <laughs> minimal win. But um, so anyway, so they they're like um, uh, oh okay, we can't get a warrant based on that, but we did figure out this is a macaw, so it's a smuggling ring, and that's probably enough to get hopefully a warrant based on I don't even know what they, they kind of like wave their hands around and they're like we could get a warrant based on that, right? And they're like yeah, let's <laughs> get one. That leads to the other amazing line where they walk in the front door and they're like, what's God's got? God's trouble! <laughs> I actually love when Elliot like opens the door and the tiger's there and he like freaks the fuck out. Oh, goes, that's right after- like, oh, it's great. You're so, well, it's so, so God's, it's of course- It's so funny. Well, first they play- the God's plays a joke on him and, and sticks his head in the door and goes, oh, the tiger must be asleep in there. Or no, Oh, he no, it was suspicious. It was so suspicious. Okay, so- He went for a walk and then- so then he doesn't open the door all the way, so Stabler and Finn like- walk, kind of peer around the door, and all of a sudden the tiger's right there, and even in spite of being chained up, manages to leap up in his face. It's and, adorable. And then Ice-T pulls <laughs> his gun. Ice-T pulls his gun on the tiger. Oh, did he really? I didn't see that! Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing! He pulls his gun on the tiger oh, when and... Elliot turns to to put the cuffs on Gots, and he turned and Ice-T's oh, got his gun trained on the tiger like Finn is not fuck around like for a second. It's so good. So, so what we what we were saying before is they have the search warrant. They're walking through the place. They basically, tri- I think he tricks him, Stabler into walking to that room. The way he, yeah, way he, he walks in there, because he walks in like, oh, nothing in here. Walks like a pretty good amount of the way in, as if like, see, look for yourself. And then Stabler like walks in completely nonplussed, almost gets mauled instantly. And yeah. I think he basically tried to hopefully have them both get mauled. I'm like, that's a really dark thing for that character. Obviously, he was a shady guy, but like. Jesus, he just attempted to yeah, kill two got, cops with a mall. I was tiger. gonna say, what do you think was gonna happen when that, like, when you did that? You just, they just got a warrant for your place! Like, what do you think is gonna happen there? Why would not, why would you volunteer the fact that you have a tiger the minute they show you the warrant? Like, uh, dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. But so, either way, he gets caught instantly because of that. I did not see Finn pull the gun. That's absolutely amazing. Because Finn's the Finn's best. Finn's the best. I, I, <laughs> but now I, like, I feel like it's not, wasn't in the script. I he just did it from reflex. I know, like, like keep an eye on it. On the tiger. <laughs> I, <quit. laughs> I didn't even mean that, I swear to God. Um, mm-hmm. So so then they, they start questioning about it, and then this comes, like, my favorite defense on the show ever. It was not my tiger! <laughs> like, what the fuck is this show? What are we watching that the defense is, it wasn't my tiger? <laughs> like... Well, then he goes how he's just a black guy from Westchester, and I'm like, you're my favorite character. Oh, man. Your face. He's like, I could either get it on his job, or, like... 
live like live the life. Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah it was like or live the, he live the lifestyle. In an yeah, I could have right. had an office job or lived the lifestyle. I was like, all right, well, let's calm down. Um, but <laughs> like also, I love off with like God's money and Finn. Like, oh, not well, then off. Finn also Finn also like roasts him a little bit more right before that bit where he says, um, "I listened to your album. You know, I worked narcotics in Brooklyn for ten years. Never heard of your drug game. So I think you're a liar. <laughs> like, it was like so brutal. Like, Finn is out to get him from the minute Finn he opens his mouth. Finn was dragging him. Which I think is the point. Is that obviously Ice T? We all know the meta here is that Ice T is a rapper. But it was just sort of like, it, it was such an intense, heated like exchange from the minute they start talking to one another. It's just hilarious because Ice T is relentless. She and he wins. Like, yeah. into him, and it's. Amazing. It's great. It's really like, great. Does Ice T have like beef with Big Boy? I'm I don't like, know. He does now. So weird. Or is it like supposed to be? Is like Big Boy like just supposed to be playing like a proxy of a certain rapper that they like, both hate or something? He does that with a lot of characters though. Like on like like they'll write Finn as kind of having no patience for like young you know, punks or whatever. Like, he'll just be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, I think it's like Finn versus Empresarios, the show. Like, is the subplot to a lot of the series. That's like a, 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 a spinoff of Empire right there. Oh my god, if if you put Finn Tutuola on Empire, can you even imagine? First of all, everything would be shut down First in like all, a day. First of he would get Lucius stuck in prison. I know, exactly. Like, he'd have everybody locked down in a day. Everything would be, like, completely calmed down, and I think he would just be the best person to help run the empire, maybe he'd become the new empire. So, like, sorry, oh sons. Sorry, sons. Taking over. Put cast icy an empire. He's oh god, Finn and Cookie. Oh Just my god. Oh, I, I want. Think about I want this gold. so bad. I want Ice Tea on Empire. So <laughs> oh my bad. god. Crossover event, even though it's different networks. Who cares? <laughs> like I want oh. Coco too. I want Coco on All Empire of it. too. Uh, oh god. I love them both. Hakeem, I'm so, so glad that they're to having a child. Oh, Jesus Christ! Everything about it would it would work out perfectly. Guys, make it happen. Um. So yeah. There's so a tiger. <laughs> tiger. Oh my God. The tiger is the ring bear. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh, so yeah. So so he he cops to being just a black guy from Westchester and tries to claim that it was all kind of a front. And then on the real, she got me the tiger. She was the smuggler, and everyone's supposed to be like, "Done, done, done." But like, clearly that was like, "Come on, like, twist." Did anyone not see that? Like, like in what world is this guy the mastermind? He clearly is like, like seriously. Even though he's playing like a, a a character, you can tell he's not even that smart, really. Like even as a character, he's not as the guy playing the character. Even like usually on a show where they have someone doing that. You'll have someone, like, drop the the act a little bit, and they'll be a lot more uptight. But this was, like, they dropped the act, and he was basically the same. Like, just, just a little bit different. So it was, like, not even really that far off from what his real personality is probably like. So it's not really... It didn't say much about his smuggling operation he must have been undergoing. But he did want to get a tiger. And this also leads to the fact that when they... they, they, they uh, Benson steps in, and she's like, Guys, I need a minute. She's like, Guys, by the way, Tess came back. Not the same tiger that bit him. And Finn is literally like, damn, how many tigers we got roaming this city? <laughs> I lost <laughs> my mind. I had, like, made a Jumanji reference or something, I think. Uh, I don't even I know where to- I to marry Finn. It's so good. Like, that's just, like, and so, these are all, like, I guess you could claim they're kind of, like, quippiness. Like, there are other quips that are a little bit more, like, you know, winky to the camera. He just delivers stuff so earnest that you're just like, yeah, he's just genuinely, like, belie- I feel like that character exists. Because who else would be As that ridiculous? As opposed to Elliot, who should, like, be 
suspended and fired for everything. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, so at least not, like a cop you don't want to exist, but probably exists and would also be like in a lot of trouble. Right. And mm. Finn is the opposite. <laughs> I don't know yeah. that someone probably Finn, like, Finn ha- has, exists, has been dating a, a black female for quite a while. Oh, so. fuck <laughs> off. Yes. So that excuses everything. Exactly. Yeah, a black female. Oh. You know what? Not oh. sure. <laughs> <laughs> so so they it's a, it's a black topical. female cat <laughs> black topical. female cat because it's black cat day yes national black cat day but so so they there was basically after the damn how many tigers we got roaming the city which again oh, why is man. that should be like my Amazing new like band's line. name is damn how many oh. tigers we got roaming the city God. it just sounds amazing it's a fall like, up boy like song i know right one. like it's a me it's like it's such a good sentence in general like it's so it, it's like says so much more than just like like it's just commenting on the actual amount of tigers that are roaming. Like he says it so aggressively, I love it. So um, in the meantime, though, we get back to the un- more unpleasant and more uh, you know episode to episode uh, familiar. Let's threaten him with prison rape because that'll scare uh, him straight. So yep. I don't even know what to say about this scene because Elliot go- or is it Finn or Elliot? One of them goes and one of them goes and grabs. He goes and grabs a pair of dice. I think it's Finn. Is it Finn? Do you remember? Yeah. I think yeah. Finn grabs a pair of dice. And then he's like, okay, I figured it out. We're going to roll um, these dice in order to find out um, how long you're going to be my girlfriend or something. Like, it's not or even like, a very yeah, sophisticated game. Yeah, how long you're going to play my girlfriend or, or, like, be, yeah, basically, like, how many days you're going to be subjected to prison rape or whatever. And Finn is also yelling at him at this point. Like, not even subtle, just screaming at him. Just not even, like, pretending to be, like, calm and, and detached. He just, like... You're gonna tell me what the fuck's going on, like, just yelling at him, like, raging. I don't know, though, because, like, it's funny, because Ice-T, like, as often as he he raises his voice, it still doesn't really sound like he's yelling. No, you're right. He just gets louder. He just gets louder, but he's not yelling, if that makes sense. He's just like, like, are you trying to tell me, or or I should say, are you trying to tell me that you don't think you, you don't think that we believe that you had a tiger in this city, and, and we have found a kid with a tiger bite on her face, and it's not your tiger? Really? Right. Like, that's the kind of right. stuff he's saying, which is, for him, it's definitely yelling, um, and he's kind of, like, up the wall over this, but, like, you you don't really know whether or not it's gonna work on Big Boy, because Big Boy is kind of, at this point, revealed himself to be a fraud, but he's also still shady. Honestly, even though God's Money is trying to claim, like, it wasn't my tiger, well, also, maybe, like, have him test it, like, volunteer your tiger to get te- like, there are a million ways to react instead of, like, Only I don't you know. Can volunteer your tiger to get tested. Yes, right. But it's just, he's so uncooperative for somebody who literally, like, has a tiger and it, it could have technically killed her without him knowing. Like, there are other things that, it, he's like, look, maybe it was somebody that works for me. It was not me, though. Like, you're, you're just not really working with the police here at all. Um, although he does eventually very soon after. Um, and then <laughs> there's an awful, awful, like, meta moment during that terrible, like, rape-threatening scene where they, uh, Elliot rolled an 11, and you get, like, classic Chris Maloney craziness, like, straight out of Oz, where he's like, I got an 11, which is just, like, really creepy. Uh. He, I mean, he's one of those characters who, like, uh, or character actors, I should say, where he gets a little bit crazy as Elliot. Mostly he gets rageful, but he doesn't really get goofy so much. Like, whereas other characters Chris Maloney Why plays, is everyone Elliot knows. So angry, honestly? Like... Uh, well, there's endless amounts of... Re- uh, he's bipolar, I think, it's supposed to be the main thing, which is not really fair to say, but that's what they imply, is it's all because he's bipolar. Is he? Um, yeah. Isn't he? Am I wrong in that, Carly? They say that his mom, his mom is bipolar, like, they have a whole episode where they bring episode. her in. Yeah, but they never actually... And, and, 
they never actually say it outright, but there's like a whole thing where he's like wrestling over whether or not he's like it's, he could be bipolar. It's similar to what you were talking about with the um, like, with the rape case um, episode where they don't actually give you the verdict, but they get right up to the point where he'd figure it out, and he never actually does. So it's kind of left to like think like maybe like it's, he might have issues, but he's probably never going to do anything them. about it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's, Big it's Bang Theory. Asperger. I was about to say that. I was literally about to say it's exactly like Big Bang Theory. It's all all over again. It's well, if we Although, put a name on it, we're obvious and offensive. Yeah, just make it a community. It can it can work, guys. But anyway, so they they kind of throw that out there, like, oh yeah, by the way, like this guy was on Oz, huh? Which cut to we get um Reg E. Kathy in this piece of shit episode for whatever reason. You've so angry at this episode. I did. Television. I did. I don't know what. I mean, I get why he was there. I get. I said. Okay, can we spoil it now? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so Reggie Cathy is an undercover cop, and not, like, the henchman to the guy, which I feel like is spoiled by the fact that you have Reggie Cathy in this episode. Like, as soon as you show him, and then you, like, show him as the henchman, it's like, well, no, he's not the henchman. I think my problem was that when I watched them both, I thought they were equals, because they don't really talk that much the first bit, and then when later it's revealed that he's in charge, I kind of forgot about that, And, and it was definitely true that once I realized he was the henchman, it all kind of clicked into place, but... They introduce the moments as partners in the situation, and then only later does it really fully go into the detail of how the organization works, and it's really more about the other guy, um, we'll get into him. Bushido. Um, he's in charge, Tybor is in charge of it all, which is not really believe. Uh, not Tybor, sorry. Bushido's in charge of it all, but Tybor is the- No, isn't it- I never understood that. I read that the- or I wrote down my notes when we were going over it. I think they reversed them, but maybe they didn't. No. Oh. Bushido is the- Tybor is Reggie Cathy. And, uh, Bushido is the, the, like, Russian guy or whatever. The rest of the yeah. But, like, I thought but the thing, read it differently. So, like, the only, I mean, they, they, so they get what he, this is, like, when Stabler's getting ready to go undercover and he, like, meets up with them because they're, they're trying to, like, break into whoever's, uh. In charge of the smuggling. Smuggling right? the, con- yeah, smuggling animals in. And this scene is really confusing because, so basically, what we said before, Big Boy's like, no, 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 it wasn't me, it was the girl. He's like, well, then you're going to show us where she where she introduced you to these, because she doesn't, he does admit that she got him the tiger, so he knows a little bit about the operation because he used it to smuggle in a tiger, um, but he doesn't know that much beyond just introduction. So he walks in with yeah. Elliot as a fake customs agent, um, and at the time that this happens, it almost feels at like the end of the episode, because there are episodes that would end by, you know, him revealing to be fake and then just taking them in right there. Instead, this becomes, like, a bigger deal, which I, partly I don't think they didn't realize how big it So the episode is no was. longer about Big Boy. <laughs> yeah, Big Boy becomes almost, well, we'll get to a second, he becomes literally irrelevant, but it's also not about the girls anymore much either. Um, it just, that's, incidentally, that was how they were introduced to this plot, but... Um, we'll get to that in just, it starts up right about now. So, he meets the two smuggling ring, um, leaders. I guess you could say technically, well, uh, no, literally, Tybor is the one, um, you know, following orders, but Bushido is Russian-Italian guy, used to traffic women, switched to animals because it was less jail time, but the same amount of money, um, and Tybor is a U.S.-born Kenyan, former enforcer for the Albanian syndicate. So, they're both got, like, pretty crazy rap sheets, um, and they assume that Natalie got cocky and then tried to get money on the side, so they offed her. Um, and he's introduced to them in this, like, big warehouse full of, like, all co- It's like a menagerie. Mm-hmm. It's just a million different animals, um, uh, including another tiger. And he's, like, staring at it off, like, you know, like oh, a little before, kid. Before uh, Elliot goes on into this mission, basically, 
uh, his wife has to call Olivia, basically, and he's um, like, tell her I'm in the field. Like, <sighs> I don't know what... And Olivia's like, shrugs, like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm not really in charge of whatever the fuck's going on with that. <laughs> I Oh my god, the Kathy shit makes me so mad every time. I don't even know what to think about it. I don't. I always feel bad, because I'm like, I know that in that situation you should feel bad for her, but she just, she gets ended up, like, peed into this role of being so fucking annoying all the time. And it's not... Fair I mean, because... she's married to a psycho. I exactly, like, exactly. But it's like, and it, well, it's something that they they, they pretty much he's bipolar, but like he's yeah, but... like he's too much of a. Loose it's cannon. more than that, though. It's not just that. There's other stuff to Elliot that has nothing to do with that. That's yeah. a little bit dark. So well, and it's like all stuff that they've that like like Elliot's family is pretty much a focal point of the show from the beginning of the show. He, like he the was first... originally the main character, I would say. Yeah, and then they kind of branched out and, and also Olivia. went into Olivia's past and, like, her, you know, mom that... Her, her being a product of, like, her mom being raped and all this stuff. Yep, it always but, like, goes back to rape with Olivia. Yeah. Always goes back. But, well, so, yeah. like... It, it, yeah, they, they, they pretty much try just to flush it out and give them, like, you know... Oh, he's got a he has a home life. Like he's you know he's he's got a career, but he's still managing to like be with his family. Wait, like, and then his they're trying sucks, to like though, for the record, no, he to- well, no he does. But they like they slowly go away from that a little bit, and then like the more that they focus on the the plot of the episode, like whatever case they're working on, the more Kathy comes across as like this nagging wife that's always like harassing him when he's like in the middle of work and even like, though they have like right can- here they have a newborn like. Yeah. Right. And he's intentionally, right. like, doing anything he can to not be home. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, he's a piece of shit dad slash husband, but it's just more like, look, if you're gonna be, like, an absentee husband, just be one. Like, I don't want to see, like, this, like, in-between, like, uh, like, it's like the Walter White phase before he realized like, he wanted to just be a straight villain. Just, honestly, just I, embrace I was mad at it. Olivia I don't for, like, being like, no, you should stay. Like, no, you shouldn't stay. Leave his ass. Yeah, she should. Absolutely she should. And that's part of the issue is that I think you have a lot of different sides of it, so it gets really messy. Which I think is one of the but like I'm just like rooting for Kathy to get out. And the, the exactly, person, the and I don't she mean she doesn't get out is what the problem is. I think with the character. Exactly, and it's not that we don't. It's not that we don't want her to get out for reasons of like, like you know, um, Kathy, you're being such a bitch. Just be stand by your man. No, none no, of that I don't shit. Want her to stand more, by him. Exactly. It's like she's. I'm, yeah. I'm just bored for her because she's not fitting in this plot anymore or in this show, and she needs to just leave. It's not just that she needs to leave him. She's just not. It's not meant to be. I guess the show thing supposed to feel bad, like with like him having you know his kids having a broken are... home, but like no, he's already broken this home. And also, his kids have always been terrible. So, what is this brand news to her? Like, it, it, it's shocking to me that she's so upset about it in this episode because she must have dealt with this part for the course for the other five kids they had, right? Or how many kids? They've got like four yeah, or five they have, kids. They have, they have like five kids. kids. And then one kid's always getting into trouble. So it's like, what is this this shocking episode about? Like, it's just well, and they and they I think like separated for a while, exactly. and then she got she got pregnant, right? So that's why they went they got back together. All, Isn't that what yeah, happened? Something like that. Yes. They definitely separated. Yeah. Because I thought this was it. I swear to God, until they said... Honestly, that's very true as well. But um, Uh. up until this point, I actually... I didn't realize it was Kathy until she starts talking, because I hadn't seen her in forever. Um, so I had to, like, Google it make sure he didn't get remarried to some other person who's, like, some schm- some poor, like, unknowing lady who just had a kid with them, not realizing what a terrible dad and husband he was. I'm like, oh, no, it's still Kathy? I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, Jesus, girl, get the fuck out of here already. Because I think she did oh, leave no. him for a long time. They actually, they actually do file for divorce, and then, uh, uh, and then Stabler gets 
he's under investigation when a suspect dies in custody, and then of course he is. He and then he and then he asks and then he gets cleared by it, so he asks to come uh, home. And then shortly after he comes home, Kathy's pregnant. And then she gets, and that's when she gets into a car accident. There's like the whole episode where she gets into a car accident when she's pregnant and like goes into pre- like preterm, you know, labor or whatever. Oh God, uh, I mean, it's like two. Oh, and the and the daughter, the daughter is the one that one of the he because he has five kids, and then the the daughter is the one that's bipolar. Like, if you told me how many kids Amy Stabler should have, five is definitely not the answer. Okay, like five. that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And one of them's a newborn. One of them's in college. Like. Get a vasectomy, basically. Come on. Uh, but so anyway, right. so he... If you, I mean, look, <laughs> have as many kids as you fucking want, but clearly he's not capable of being there for them when he need to be, so what are you doing? Like, you're making this poor woman, like, Just literally, like, pull her hair get out. done with it, Kathy. Like, seriously. <laughs> Honestly, I mean... Sleep with Finn. <laughs> sleep with Finn. Sleep with Benson. Everyone's basically... She's like... Her husband's basically slept with Benson at this point. Like, you might as well. Like, good God. But so, he made out with he made out with uh, uh, Connie Nielsen when she when uh, when she temporarily replaced Benson. Fuck the show sometimes. To be the, one epi- the one episode it was like the one episode, and of course they did it. It was a total like f you to the fans who were like you know Benson Stabler like together or whatever because it's like of course Mariska Hargitay goes on maternity leave. They bring in somebody to temporarily replace her. And he makes out there instantly. <laughs> and say, yeah, and say that Benson's, like, on loan to the FBI. You know, she's undercover or whatever. And and he, and he and they make out. And it's like, stable, look, I'm not trying to say, like, her. you need to like, make another broken home. But, like, let's be real. Like, they're basically already fucking. They're, I mean, in this episode especially, we'll get to the bit later on. Like, it's... It's already, like, all right there. Like, so, so you're an Olivia Elliot super is what you're saying, Maura. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm like, a I hardcore like one. I, I I mean, I'm I stopped watching the show. Olivia needs to stay away from that psycho. No, I agree. No. Finn, Finn and Olivia's Olivia is way really. too good for Stabler. I agree. Olivia is way too good for Stabler. I just mean Everyone that, like, look, say. you're basically yeah. already having an emotional affair with him. If you're gonna, if you're gonna hook everyone. up with somebody, it might as well be the person you have the emotional affair with, not, like, some random lady who shows up. I think clearly it was supposed to be some kind of transference, too. I think that was implied. That, like, look, you're gone. And then I think Olivia finds out later, doesn't she, or something? There's some, yeah, there's I, some think whole there's, thing. I think something, something where it's Cause like... Because it's like, she yeah. feels betrayed. And I'm like, that says everything right there. And I'm really not even that huge a big fan of the two of them. Well, and then it's like terrible because the, the episode, the episode, uh, season 13 premiere after Maloney leaves the show. And they literally, the last five minutes of the, of the season premiere are, uh, Benson being told that Stabler's not coming back because he gets shot or whatever. And or shoot somebody. Oh no, he shoots he somebody, and that's somebody. what happens. It's basically, that's he basically how he leaves the show. Is he shoots somebody? Finally, because they, one, they one final they, like bad cop moment. Because they pull a gun, they pull a gun in the precinct, and they and they're basically like shoot. You know, it's like a shooting spree. So Elliot has to shoot them in order to like get them to stop. Mm-hmm. And so he basically decides to leave. You know, police department, and what, they tell Benson in the season good? premiere. <laughs> yeah, the, the deepest of ironies. She goes into an interrogation room by herself and cries. Good fucking. That's and what I'm saying. Closes Latoya. the door I'm so no one trying, can hear I mean, her. Partners, <laughs> obviously, them being partners is probably a huge factor there as well. But like, come on, like, this show knows exactly what it's doing. And I'm not trying to say like they should just sleep together because oh my god, beds and Stabler forever. But I just mean like, you might as well like just one time. Who cares? Like it's 
There are he's already basically he's divorced his wife before that too. Like what was the excuse then? Like come on, I guess it I feel just like, be like he would get too clingy to Olivia. Like I don't like. Oh, I don't, don't want to deal with that. That's true. Well, no. Olivia's the best part Stage of the show player. besides Finn. So that's why they're never Finn letting her go. If it could be Finn or Munch, and I don't even know if I'd say Munch. Munch is more weird, but I, I would probably if of all of them besides Finn, I'd I, probably I'd like, support Munch. I'd be down for some from Belzer, uh, before he left. Uh, so anyway, so so the, back to this episode though. Uh, Kathy speaking of, she is like, oh, um, uh, well, tell him that his wife's waiting for him. And Olivia's like, sure, I will. And then we get, after after having seen Stabler meet the tiger for the first time, and we do, I should say that the, the two um, guys in charge of everything, the, the, um, I, we should say Tiber Bushido, it's kind of confusing, but it's Reggie Kathy is, is Tibor, uh, and Bushido is the Russian guy. So hopefully that's clear enough that you can distinguish them in your head, because Tibor is a little more important later on. Um, but so anyway, so you say a little bit like it's like that last scene of the episode, basically. Yeah, that's true. So it's, yeah, but, but the important one yeah. is Bushido. But just sure. know Reggie Kathy is like waiting in the wings. Yes, and um, so they're they're introduced and they're both immediately pissed to fuck off over big, over big boy showing up and like bringing some like you know hanger on that they've never met who's claiming to be a customs agent. Everything about it feels like it does feel really poorly designed. I was at first time when they show up, I'm like. Who the fuck okay this? This is like so brazenly ridiculous. And then we see later on when well, they no go back. No one did okay it. It's crazy. Like that's crazy. He's on his own. People get killed. Well, people get killed about this kind of stuff. You can't just risk going into the field like that. What are you stupid? He, Which, he yes. did almost die. Well, and we also find out the immediate consequences as well. But like later on, we have Kragen. I mean, the only person who sometimes understands what the fuck's happening, and and even then doesn't really react. This I feel like this little interchange here is like the entire show's premise. Basically, is because R- Kragen says to him, "Are you out of your mind, posing as a customs agent without clearing it with me first? And then we have Stabler go, "We got we got tiger hair that links him to the murder," and then it comes back to Kragen. How? <laughs> it's like he immediately doesn't care anymore. The, the illegal copness is out the window. Then, he does say something about chain of command, but really briefly. And it's like, they're getting away with this kind of ridiculousness. It's, it really is a step away from Chicago PD. It's it's ridiculous. That's so illegal to not clear that with your up, higher ups. Because, like we find out, it blew a cover of the Fish and Wildlife. Which they were investigating for 14 murders. Well, no, it, it hasn't, but it could. Well, it hasn't that, yet. Yeah, the exactly. Fish and Wildlife lady shows up because she's actually... Well, actual person in charge of this investigation. And it ruffled enough feathers, they were like, who the fuck's this idiot walking in here? Like, clearly a cop. And but they do like, instantly. I'm this idiot. <laughs> and then she's like, um, well, he's murdered 14 people. I'm sorry about this one person that fell into your lap, but of course that's that's classic SVU, where it's like, all this other shit doesn't matter until it comes to our doorstep, which is just, it's, it's true, probably, of a lot of cops, but really hard to watch because it's hard to root for people who are being that stupid at times. Um, this is, again, in my notes. I'm not gonna lie. At this point, I'm still like, is no one gonna get back to that twin about her scar? <laughs> Nothing. Question mark. Like, I was so convinced that was gonna be a thing, and it didn't. Jesus pissed. Christ, you're, like, exactly who people, like, SVU wants to be watching exactly, the show Exactly, exactly. It worked out for them. Um, so, yeah, so, they, they, again, like I said before, they think Natalie, the girl that died, they think that she got cocky and tried to get money on the side, so they And they she did, because she's horrible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> ridiculous. Like, but they're also interrupted the during... During all that, that there's a 911 call to Big Boy, well, slash, um, Got Gots Money Department. Gots, because they keep saying Gots. I'm sorry, it's plural. Gots. So, I didn't say the plural Gots from the family Gots. Um, so they, um, they rush over to his apartment because someone's claiming there's dogs fighting. Yeah, dog fighting. In this episode, dog fighting. 
I would okay. not be surprised. There's like, something else happening here, I wouldn't honestly. be surprised he was, like, dumb enough to do that, though. Well, yeah, partly that, but also it was just, like, well, everything's gonna, like, they're saying, like, there's cat scratches and dog scratches and it's, like, a tiger, so clearly it's gonna be something. Like, even the McCall that was in her, her, her we, we mentioned before that, that bird yeah, that was there. Just, like, getting rid of rare animals, like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's nothing ridiculous. to them. It's nothing and to them. That bird that, that we mentioned earlier that was in her purse, it was, like, a super rare one of only, like, a hundred or something macaws. So clearly there's something going on here when it comes to this, this dog fighting. So, of course, they get there, everything covered in blood. Um, everyone's like, oh my god. And then, of course, the, this is the fish and wildlife lady before we mentioned. She introduces herself. She's like, here, I'm in charge of this stuff. Fine, I'll let you in on the, the secret. Even though well, she, 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 really like, puts up a, she puts up a front for, like, literally a minute. And then they're like, seriously, lady? Come on. The episode needs to keep moving. And she's like, okay. I don't and then like she Ellie tells them their entire case. I don't know why she. No. And she cracked and immediately gave them their entire, like, case, basically. Um, and then uh, this leads to some of the most insane, like, things she says that I just could not even handle it, which, I don't know if she says it's verbatim, but she she intimates that hyenas are his calling card, yeah, which I was like, like, what the fuck kind of sentence is that? He just has and, no problem letting hyenas go willy-nilly to prove a point. But also, like, what kind of, like, Batman villain are you that you have hyenas as a calling card? Like, that's insanity. And you still haven't, like, Gotten caught. You know- like, why is this guy not just, like, Fish and Wildlife's problem? He should be, like, on the FBI watch list. Like, what the fuck? Like, who's slitting, like, packs of hyenas in New York? Them ages ago. Just it's ridiculous. That. And then she also was like, oh, and she's like, well, it works out so well because hyenas can digest anything besides hair and metal. I'm like, so they can digest, like, radioactivity. Like, like what? Explain to me what that means, lady. Like, did this guy like a lot of bling? Like, yes, he did. Oh, uh, and then she says the sentence, check out the hyena vomit. <laughs> and I lost my mind. Like, who says check out the hyena vomit in the most intense way and then literally like bends over like it was like a like, jo- it was like a kroll show you know skit that was hyena vomit that's, that's everything about it it felt like a kroll show skit it felt like ridiculous it was way over the top like it was it was insanity and she leans down with like a pencil and she's like it's like look familiar and it's this like big bling thing that was you know guts money's signature uh neck piece and they're like, oh my god. And then they're just like, oh no. And like, Elliot is just like. Honestly, I don't think they iced tea set the hyenas. Given his beef with God's money. True. But so, Elliot also says something like, so long, Gots, or something along that lines. Like, Why does no one say like, Gots got got? I don't, honestly, <laughs> that was a missed opportunity. But also, Elliot is fully responsible for him getting murdered and has yeah. no culpability, no guilt. Nothing. Not even an inkling of obs- Like, look, the guy was a scumbag. Yeah, I agree. Like, well, okay. Was, like, just bought, he bought, like, a an tiger. illegal tiger. Yeah, that was his And then he helped the, the police. He helped the police, like, the next day. Like, I'm not trying to act like this guy was, like, you know, charming Quite the mis- world. misogynist, but also, like, that's mostly because he has to- he's putting up this front anyway, as far as we know, yeah. It was really gross to me that he was just completely forgotten instantly. Like, just- he was eaten by hyenas. What a fucking way to die. And then, just, like, gone. And Elliot's like, so long, guts. Like, doesn't even, like, actually, like, makes a joke about it. Like, yeah, I got that guy killed because I was reckless and didn't get the authority to, to go on this fake little, like, customs agent thing. Like, that's why he died, because he, he admits to being, like, you know, um, he admits to the guys, like, I brought this guy out of the blue. Like, he just plays the part where Elliot should have had him in witness protection the second he did that. Like, what yeah. if, there's no, there was no 
recourse for any of what he did. It's because he didn't he didn't do it on the book, and then they like you know on the record, and then and this is what happened. Not and it's for like, one. How is he not getting investigated? Exactly. For this? Not for one second does anyone even mention it. And the episode wraps. No one even remembers like anything to do with it. Like it's all about a whole other thing. And it becomes back about Elliot. It's all about how Elliot's poor life is deteriorating. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Elliot's poor life. He just got people killed. Like, he deserves Ooh. every bad thing that happens to him. Honestly. So... He deserves a baby crying through the night. That's yes, he does. An ugly oh baby. <laughs> um, so, so he's he's there, and he goes over to... Um, well, so we, we said before, he introduced himself as the customs agent Mike to these two guys. So as he gets home, or as he's there, whatever... He gets a call from one of the guys, or a text from one of the guys, like, hey, come meet us here. So he fucking does. Like, what are you doing that you're not clearing all this with with people? I, I know it's, like, spontaneous, but, like, at least do something. Like, I mean, good God. He's really, I mean, you, I guess you could claim he must have at some point, because he does have the, the backup ID ready to go. But still, like, it's it's still not enough. Like, the way he goes into the witness, not witness, into the uh, undercover it's way too abrupt for it to have been a, at all planned out, you know, any delicateness to it at all. Um, so he goes, he goes over to their, their big warehouse full of, like, and he, um, he, like, animals. And he, like, traffic was a bitch or whatever, and Tyler was like, I didn't see any traffic, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, no, that's because you didn't do the blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, you've been planning this instead of, like, planning, you know, taking care of your family, you piece of shit. <laughs> and so he sits down to eat, just starts chomping away at whatever they're eating. I'm like, um, because, bro. Well, like, that, like, I mean, that's true, but, like, just pretend to eat it. You don't need to sit there and, like, chomp away at it. Pretend to eat it more. He's not gonna notice you pretending to eat it. I guess that's true. But, of course, it's instantly revealed to be, uh, what do you call it? Tiger meat. The tiger that was in the It's the tiger. It's, like, the fucking... It's the the evidence. Oh, was that actually supposed to be... I didn't realize... Well, I'm so confused for that, No, it's the tiger that killed Natalie. Yeah. His tiger, yeah. Yeah, so it was the he evidence. Got rid of evidence. Yeah. So he's partly he's okay with the fact that he's eating it because he's like, well, because I'm now I have no oh, evidence to that case. I he'd might be okay be... with it anyway, considering how he all willy nilly he just kills birds and sends away hyenas True. as his calling card. Yeah. Oh no, I mean Elliot, Elliot's okay with eating it because he knows he has no more evidence besides what he's doing right now to put this guy away. Um, but also, what, like, it's definitely a pink thing, but like, then he's like, show the blood on she goes teeth. He's like, it's not. It that, really, it's not. It's red. not that pink. No, like, you're right. It's not rare, dude. And also, like, if that dude was eating animals rare like that, he'd be dead. Like, that kills people. Like, let's not pretend like he could be this like Hannibal Lecter. You still need to fry up something that's raw, okay? <laughs> um, but so it also has so many kinds of parasites. It's just gross. I don't think I'd even eat tiger meat, even if I did have all the money in the world or whatever. But so <laughs> the one really would you eat tiger meat? No, you would do that. You couldn't. You couldn't pay me to eat tiger meat. Honestly, I don't know if you could too. I, I, it would take a lot of money. Not not enough. Not enough that I'm getting paid to to do that without really really. No, I don't even know. I don't even know if I'd eat it for money. I don't know. I have to really examine my life. Wow, you, I don't know if it's just in your stomach or like you just have like really big moral codes. I would definitely eat it for money. Well, how much money though? Like five hundred bucks. I mean, it's like. I'd be like, a, like honestly, I like I wouldn't like it wouldn't take a lot to get me to eat some tiger. If I was really? Tiger. Yeah. I don't think I'd eat it until like a little bit over maybe a couple grand. I don't think I'd eat it for 
and any less than that. That's just gross to me. I have a very sensitive stomach, but that's part Dude, of it. Yeah, I was like, this is probably would taste pretty great, honestly. <laughs> well, he probably does know how to cook it, because I'm sure he cooked more than one tiger in his life, which is a horrible sentence, but true. Um, but so, he, they're chomping away at the tiger. Great. I'm like, I doubt if you actually cook it well, it's no. that great. No, exactly. Yeah, it was really blood great. all over it your was, teeth. And also, like, the minute I saw it, I'm like, well, that's clearly either the tiger or somehow he got money. hold of his God's money's body. I'm like, I don't know how that's possible, but who knows. But, um, so he's, he's, like, chomping away at it. I'm like, I would never just, either way, Elliot starts eating it because he has to. He's basically at gunpoint without any guns. Um, and so they're, like, kind of, like, you know, playing chicken against each other. Like, I know, I know something about you. He's like, I know something about you. They're just kind of feeling each other out. And this guy's, like, obviously he's the villain. And, and this is the point where it's really clear that he's in charge because, um, Tybor takes a backseat. It was obviously obvious from the beginning. Okay, it probably <laughs> was. Money said the guy that he went to was Bushido. That's how you know because he didn't say it was Bushido and Tybor or Tybor. He said it was Bushido. Oh, okay. See, I, they introduced both of them in the in the cop station, so I just thought there was. But I I think it's partly that Reggie Reggie Cathy has such an intense presence that I assumed that he had to be on the same level, <laughs> which is not wrong because that's why he was cast. But um, he's like the 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 guy is shoveling shit next to them while they're eating. So um, but so he's um he's eating the tiger. Which is, yeah, it's, uh, and then he starts talking about this gibbon he wants to smuggle in. Um, in the meantime, also, there's a girl that shows up. She's got, like, a bunch of turlings strapped to her And she's, like, just so chest. happy, like, yeah, love to be she's smuggling. She's like, ah, I love to smuggling. Yeah, just she a long day of smuggling. And she loves this And she's another model. She's another, like, model-looking girl. And she's like, they're all worth five grand each. Just like, wink. And it's like, okay, well... Like, first of all, like, you guys are being incredibly, like, willy-nilly with your, with your, they just admitted to smuggling something. Like, you should not be doing that knowing And you're already, like, showing him, like, your operation and, like. Unless they were trying to fake it. I don't know. No, because I don't think they have a problem with Mike until, uh, quote-unquote Mike, until Olivia shows up and that basically. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because he immediately does what they told him not to. So right. that's why, and yeah, that's what. The confusing part here, though, is that when she's smuggling them, she she claims that like obviously she has a bunch of eggs on her chest, and like I'm trying to describe. It's hard to even describe. It looks like a bunch of like packing peanuts, like um, uh, taped to your chest, basically underneath a big sweater. Now, what the fuck airport is she getting through? That they're not like feeling that. Like that's not subtle. I guess they can't what feel year like was directly. This? Not that long ago. Definitely what, post like, eleven. Season ten. Yeah. And we're in season 17 right now. <laughs> so you're you're literally, like, transfiguring the eight, the years based on what year this is? Well, no, I'm saying like, how, like... You're right, the, I know. What was, what was, like, the climate in 2008, basically? Um, well, I so season... I was but, like... I don't know, I think that's... that's well, what they say is that, like, was... the reason they use models is that, like, no one's paying attention to, like, a hot girl, they're just, like, looking at the hot girl. And I guess when you do get, like, patted down at the airport... It just depends on the airport, too. Like, obviously, it's a big one, but, like, it just depends on if, like, they're trying to get people onto the plane quickly, because I've gotten through, like, LAX, which is super busy, like, really quickly, because they just don't want to do much of anything, honestly. But I guess what they do is they, they pat you down on the side. They don't necessarily feel like your chest and your stomach, in my experience, so that's possible. It's still kind of odd, though. It's, it's, it's real kind of huge past risk. the metal detector, so... Yeah, well, And it's also... But to me, it's more like... Well, it would have made more sense just on her boobs or something. To be honest, it's, it's putting it on her chest. It was really risky, almost. Because there's, like, at least, like, 20 or... Not more than that. Like, 30 of them, I guess. But anyway, so she's got all these, these eggs on her chest. And she pops those out. And she's like, okay. Um, so she she's like, like, chirp, chirp, chirp. Happy day to be smuggling. 
And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, she really was. She basically, like, walks out with, like, a wink and a finger in. And, um, he starts talking about this gibbon he wants to smuggle in that's worth a million dollars because it's the most, um, expensive pair of chopsticks in the world. And, I mean, like, this guy was already yeah, gross because he's sitting there eating tiger, but... Chopsticks. It was... Yeah. Especially, it's like, once you kill... see the monkey, I know, it's really sad. They were like, yeah, we're gonna kill the monkey and make its breastbone, turn its breastbones into chopsticks. See, I didn't even hear the breastbone bit, I just heard turn it into chopsticks, I'm like, how are they even... What? Like, I guess it made sense of the bones, but I'm like, what a waste of a monkey, too! Like, wait until it dies and then do that. You don't need to be doing that, like, killing it outright. And it was a baby monkey, too. It wasn't even, like, the monkey it was a monkey is adorable. So the monkey adorable. is adorable. It's really sad. Um, and yeah, we do get to see it later. Well, we get a little clip of it to see what it looks like in a, like a second. Yeah, then we get it. Then we get the It gives a huge live. hug, the monkey. Oh, God. The dude. hug oh. is so great. The monkey hug. <laughs> it's so stupid, but so great. Um, but so, <laughs> the, um, then, of course, immediately, like, trying to, like, bring him in on the team, they're like, okay, well, you think you're up for this? He's like, yeah, I'm up for this. This is classic stabler. I'm just jumping in undercover with, like, basically half an hour's notice. And he's like, all right, give me your driver's license and wallet. And, of course, we're like, uh-oh, he's going to Stabler's house where Kathy's there. Piss, he's not home yet. And so Kathy's there look, looking out the window. Actually, no, she's not because she's happy. She thinks he's going to be home. Oh, yeah. Well, by this point, she's like, oh, daddy's finally home. I'm like, even in that bit, I'm like, Kathy. She didn't say, bitchily, you're projecting more. I know. But she's, she's like, she's like, really daddy's excited for the baby. Home. Like, come on. Yeah. You're projecting. Yeah, but she she instantly turns and becomes really. I mean, uh, rightfully, I, I think she's rightfully aggressive though. But I think she was just like, you, you're thinking like, oh, Kathy's finally gonna get her way, and then you're like, da da da, because they go to uh, his house, which is actually a fake front random. Yeah, they, they pull the whole what's going to his house, and they keep switching right up back until and forth. when they open the door, and it's Olivia instead of him, and Kathy's like, well, well, what the fuck are you doing here, basically? She, you're, again, projecting. She's just like, where's Elliot? Like, she's worried. It's like, well, yeah, like, first she's like, upset. Like, his partner she's is there, like, because he well, got that's the worst, something. Yeah, that's the worst possible Jesus. thing Jesus. That's always, like, the most nerve-wracking thing is, it's like getting a phone call after, like, 10 o'clock at night. You're like, oh my god, did someone die? Um, so, so they're like, okay, um, we're gonna go, we're gonna, like, bring you in on this. And he says, basically, like, okay, uh... He, the it's Bushido. Bushido is the one that's like your government's so dumb. They're paying customs agents so little. Like you expect us to do any better? And then Elliot's like, "Well, you're gonna pay me better." Like, haha. And it's all very and Elliot's like, character here buddies, is really gross. Basically, is what yeah, says. he's playing like the dumb, like idiot, like hanger on. Which is, I mean, it's not too far off, but it's just a little weird. Um, and so he, he's like, okay, I'm gonna take you back to this fake, hi I don't know, I guess it's just like a standard, like, police lean-to. Yeah, yeah like a safe house thing. And they, like, look around, like, you're like, okay, fine, well, you, you check out. And meanwhile, uh, Benson's telling Kathy that he's under, um, undercover, uh, with no notice. And, um, Kathy rightfully tears into her, like, you lied to me on the phone then. So, and also, I mean, I uh, it's true she did, but also Elliot lied. Let's also hold Elliot. But no, she's mad. Like, why didn't he? Yeah, she even asked, why didn't he tell me? And it's not like he didn't have time. Cause he's Mister. I'm in the field. Like, no, you had time to tell her, you piece of shit. And El Olivia is definitely culpable later on in the scene. But earlier, in, in earlier bit, she does kind of react. I think mostly she's mad at Elliot, and Olivia just happens to be there because Elliot's never there, so she just takes it out on Olivia. Um, so. Uh, Olivia says, look, it happened really fast. We didn't plan on it. It was too fast. And she's like, too fast to call his family? And, yeah, apparently, but... Except for um, it wasn't, though. Exactly. He's he just being just an idiot. ignored her on, when she was on the phone. Exactly. 
And then, um, in the meantime, the two other guys are giving him a new watch, which has, like, a specialty sensor GPS GPS, thing. And they, like, lock it up a certain way that I think if he takes it off, it's supposed to, like, trigger an alarm and they're gonna come get him. Um, and then they give him a new cell phone. They're like, look, you can only call us from this cell phone only. No visitors, no other cell phone, nothing. So it, it becomes a little more clear about, like, back at the beginning of the episode... All that stuff that was going on with the the girl that died, um, Natalie, that's where it was coming from. It's, she had the same setup with them. Um, so she's got this new cell phone just to call specifically them. Well, I don't know no, she had the same setup, because this seems like specific for customs, because the other girl who like seemed really happy to be smuggling, and like the other guy later, like they don't seem to have that setup either. So like they were trusted. She was just like a damn fool. She was the worst, as we, we learned with every passing second. So, so I wonder why they had the same setup with her, though, if she wasn't customs. No, I don't think they had the same stuff with her, like, the watch and everything. Well, then she had the phone. She had the separate phone, though. Oh, was the phone? The phone yeah. Was, no, wasn't she calling her sister on that phone? No, that was the secret phone that she kept. That's what I'm saying. That was her secret phone with the one number. The other phone but was they the other able, number. They, weren't they trying to track that phone, though? Like, they what, did. What, that was the... So, here, here, this is what I'm saying. There was the one phone that they gave her, like, they gave Elliot, which had all the un- unknown numbers, private calls, block callers, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Then there was this other secret phone okay. to just the one person she couldn't stop communicating with, her sister. And they tracked her based on that one. The mislead is that it was, it was almost like but it was, was no the other way around. there was no watch, though, for the, her, right? Because I don't think that the other stuff was I don't know! They never mention it. Maybe they took it off of her when they killed her or something, mm-hmm. or when the thing killed her, who knows. But, um, yeah, so she so she had a phone, though, essentially. So you're like, okay, she's definitely, like, part of the ring. That's where but it came But I don't think in. they have, like, the same amount of, had the same amount of scrutiny as, like, the custom person Oh, does, I doubt it, yeah, exactly. Like, you can only use this And he's this. also... They met her through, like, legitimate means. He is, like, this suspect, like, you got introduced to him off. I mean, they did have Big Boy as the, as the contact, but he's now dead, so they didn't really trust him that much. So, you should have, I don't know, Elliot, it's, it's just oh, so much about this I have so many questions about, but regardless of that, they they um, they um leave him to it. They're like, no visitors, nothing. Kathy leaves, Stable, or Elliot's, or, oh my god. <laughs> and Kathy leaves, and then Olivia's like, no, don't leave. And well, she's like, trying Olivia, to leave. Shut the fuck up. She's like, I go. can't take this anymore. I'm like, you should not take you this should. anymore. But and like, then Olivia! You it's like, well, why didn't you know where you're gonna go? Like, have a nope. strategy. Why the fuck does Benson go visit him? I know it was an abrupt, but they had enough because to get him a safe house. Because he's off the grid, that's why. Yeah, but like, good again, god, man. He just went undercover to a safe house. Like, you don't think they're watching wherever he does? Are you stupid? Yeah. She's like, you're not answering your phone. It's like, um, yeah, because he's undercover. Like, mm-hmm. is this your first time doing this? Mm-hmm. No. So what's your excuse here? I mean, I, I yeah. have family that's gone undercover. Like, you can't, you cannot risk doing that kind of stuff. Like, it's stupid because every, you should assume that every move they make is being watched, basically. Mm-hmm. But he asked so, her if his wife's mad. No, 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 exactly. Like, what do you think, Elliot? And she's like, yeah, what do you think, Elliot? And he's like, okay. Um, yeah. But she also, she's there, like, really, really blowing him. Like, oh, God, he's blowing his cover. Like, she's really blowing him? That's what's happening? <laughs> yeah, she is. Nah. She is, guys. Um, uh, yes. It's all that. She, she brings a <laughs> cell she, ta- she gives her cell phone to him for him to take or something. I guess, well, it's confusing because she has one later on. Okay, she has the walkie. But either way, she gives a cell phone for him to take because... Well, Look, I need to be able to touch with you. Anyway. Hide it, hide it. And he's like, okay, yeah, sure. And then, of course, like, she's there, like, barely ten seconds, and they're at the door. And she's like, oh, they're here? It's like, what did you think would happen? They were, it's only, like, so, there's only so much for them to do in a day. Of course they're going to watch this new huge risk they're taking all night long. Like, all come night. on. 
Um, but yeah, so they so they leave him they leave him alone for like literally five seconds and instantly he's like covers blown. She goes running off like you think she might go out a window and you're hoping at one point she doesn't because they saw her come in so they're like, Where's this girl you were just talking to? And they're like, Oh, oh my god and then then we get the ridiculous scene of I mean like I don't even know where to begin. Like they walk into the bedroom and then we have Mariska Hargitay come out in just a bra it's and awful. <laughs> And she's like, you ready for me, daddy? And I'm like... You're ignoring the southern accents. Oh, did she? I, 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 was, was that what she was going for? I didn't notice. I mean, I know someone with your terrible accent skills <laughs> won't notice such <laughs> things, but that is what she was doing. She, she did a yeah, terrible she job. Was trying. I'm sorry. She was trying. She's really good at acting, not in this, whatever that was. So she pulls the fake prostitute you know, that uh, cover. <laughs> yep. Which, honestly, they could, like... Tell that it's a fake anyway, just from the fact he didn't call a prostitute. Clearly, unless he has like, like a standing getting... date. Like what other? Uh, that's the second question they should ask is where's your other phone then? Because it's not on our phone record. Like come on, these are questions <laughs> they should have asked. They did not do. And st- I just lo- I love Stabler's line. Oh, he guys, says, gotta guys gotta eat. eat. <laughs> that was insanity. And so she's she's like. Up, cuddling up to him, like, we ready for me, daddy? And she's like, oh, I didn't know we were having a party. Like, uh, it's more for everybody, like, if we're gonna all go at it. And then I'm like, oh, my God. And uh, that's from my notes, just like, what the fuck is this episode that we watched that happened to have this in it? Like, Remember when Big Boy was part of this episode? I know! Oh, like, it's the same fucking star. episode. And so... Remember so long ago. And Reggie Cathy says to him, you've got good taste, I'll give you that. Jesus <laughs> Right. It's not a justification <laughs> if you compliment the female lead. Right. Um, uh. Oh my god. And so, um, and then of course later on, after after they like basically like kick her out, and she still has like no shirt on, and she's like, "Can you put my shirt back on?" They buy that. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm like, I look, Mariska Hargitay is a gorgeous woman. I do not buy her as a prostitute. There's no way someone who is no. well groomed like that. No offense to prostitutes. She has to be really high end, and this guy could not afford high exactly. end, and it was not. It was very suspicious. And even when he says that, you've got good taste. I guess we should know. We find out later on. They're 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 very suspect. And it makes so. no sense that she's pretending to be a prostitute because it also still seems like she's supposed to be his girlfriend. And like that's a whole thing. I had it was bad. It, I'm surprised they didn't make out. That was, that's the only other excuse that would have been is for them to make out. It was that poorly done? But either way, they didn't actually make out. They just kind of you know cuddled up, cozied up to each other. And then um, he gets like basically ripped out after she gets kicked out. Then he gets like, oh, we're gonna go now and get the given. So they go running out, um, they grab Mike and bring him to the car, well, this truck with him, and then he's out, I, it's, Virgin Kathy just kind of vanishes for a minute, um, and he's just, it's just Bushido alone in the truck. And, um, right, and quote unquote, Mike says, woman, huh, I can't live with him, can't some, and Bushido says, I, uh, I sold women for ten years, like, like that's people this say. is such a fucking like SVU line He's where it's a like, terrible person. well, I, I wish it's it's like women can't live with them, can't sell them. I sold women for ten years. Like it's such a like a, a sharp turn. Like, oh my god, like how dark this show can get. And it's really, I, I like, it's been a long time since I've seen an episode that's like super dark on this show. But it says something that even that kind of a, a statement is not even that. It's kind of just like a normal day on this on a job for them. Like, he doesn't even react. I'm like, oh my god. Well, I mean, he had to correct Mike that you can sell women. That's a whole Exactly! Thing. It's really a fact. smuggling business, you asshole. Yeah, and also, like, Mike, that whole, like, can't live with him, I, I don't know why you'd say can't sell him. That's not even the way that the phrase goes, bro. But, <laughs> but, like, why would he want to sell her? Like, he seemed to be, he's the one who I don't supposedly know. called her. 
I don't know. It's just not very. It's not. It's only there for them for the punchline of I sold women for ten years, and that's not really a punchline so much as a right hook. But uh, so they then of course they immediately jumps over to the ridiculously casual look, Mike. What gives? <laughs> like, what? Who says, I sold women for ten years, it was really good money, but I got into this because the, the government, the world's a different place now. Live Look, Mike, what, what gives? gives? Like, what the fuck is this show that I'm watching these two people talk about sex trafficking and then that? It felt like a pitch for a really bad FX show about, like, smugglers, man. They gotta make a living. It's like, oh my god, it's nothing about that seems likable. Hey, it's who upsetting. FX probably be good. Like, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, like, uh, a- Show on Fox, maybe. Though oh, trying God. to be as dark, but like on <laughs> Fox, yeah. To know it'd be a show on NBC. Yeah. Oh God. Um. So After they an all new blacklist. God damn it. Um. So he tells them to get out of the car when they get to this the place that they're supposed to go, and he says, "Knock twice on the door and take the cage." And, then, and then he then says, like, "Oh, Mike, take this with you." Pop, pop. I not gonna lie, that got me. I did not see that coming. I I knew it. I knew it had oh, to happen. You knew how the episode began. <laughs> look, look. Okay, I knew yeah. that was gonna look. I knew it was gonna happen, but I didn't think it was gonna happen until after the, the the monkey got in. I thought that was gonna be the end of it. I didn't realize it was gonna happen that quickly. I was like, whoa! I didn't see that coming because he does well, say it very yeah, abruptly. They're smuggling the monkey from out of the country. Right, but he's still there. He would have been there if it had been if he had been in customs, but But he wasn't gonna be at customs, he was gonna be at this weird location. Of course he wasn't going to get a monkey. No, that's true. But so <laughs> in this though, it's the way he says it though, where he's like, Oh yeah, by the way, take this with you. He turns around pop, to grab pop. something and it's like pop pop. He's like, Oh and then Elliot goes down immediately like FK. And um Liv well, for whatever reason, Olivia is just like trolling the streets looking for his she's car. She's still there. She's been but following them. But they were in the, the car time. driving for like, like a good ten minutes. For, like, she's was the, she the following guy. them? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like she's the reason. Yeah. She, she couldn't have been following. She admits actually, it. Because, like everyone's already swarmed, and then she like shows up. Who even knows? Well, she calls it in. I don't know. Maybe she was tailing, yeah. but from a distance. I bet you that's probably what she was doing, but I don't know. I have no idea. Actually, track that? I don't even know. Like, she, yeah, was but, she was following poorly. Well, yeah. Well, they make there's the whole line that he says like, uh, I thought I thought you left or whatever. Like once he's once he's like wakes up from surgery and he's like I thought you left or whatever. And she's like, oh, when my when my partner hooks up with a bunch of scumbags, I like to keep an eye on him or what whatever. Like why so, she basically so, why admits you swore by the time you got there. I know. I guess she was maybe following at too far a distance to be safe. And well, then- like far distance, considering like how many people were there before she got there, it's like you couldn't, you would have lost the car. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. Especially because it was like a quiet street, and then all of a sudden there's like ten people. Yeah, yeah I was in this like a shitty neighborhood with like maybe, one, but apparently it seemed like a. Like, just, like, nice people all around. Maybe she slipped a tracker on their car or something as she was leaving, because she does leave before they do, so I don't know. Although if she knew their car was there, she wouldn't have gone to the safe house in the first place. No, but they came after she got there, remember? What? Like, they were there, like, waiting for him. Like, just, like, watching him, because, like, yeah, she's there. When she shows up, she doesn't know that they're going to be at his place, like, watching him. Like, they come in immediately as soon as she goes in. So, like, she wouldn't know their car's there, because she didn't expect their car to be there yeah, when she went there. It, it would only work if they, like, pulled up to the front. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I really- there's no real answer to it. I think it's just kind of a little sloppy. See, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, super jumbled over here. It's like, yes. no, this makes sense. 
So, so anyway, so she, she, she sees him. And she's like, oh my god, no! And she calls it in. Um, as we said, she calls a bus, and then they get to the um, uh, emergency room, and and she's asking after having seen him get the beginning of the episode, like she relives it because obviously we I also love that his wife's not at the emergency room. I know. Where don't, is she at? Don't tell her what's right? happening. What the fuck? Yep. Don't let Kathy I know. know Libby's an emergency you know, contact, not like she cares. Contact, not Kathy. I she hasn't she been is. asking where he is the whole time. Like, it's kind of fucked up. It's I mean, very fucked up. It is. I don't know what more to say. Like, why would you not? Oh God. Anyway, so I guess maybe she's just there first because she. But it seems no, like it, it's been a bit. No way that. Kevin yeah, it's been definitely there. a good like. I get. I buy. Immediately too. I buy like when he first gets carted in. That's just Olivia. But then like it's been like definitely an hour or more. So she should have been there by that point, and they should have all been there. Well, even when he came out of surgery, they should they should have exactly. been there. Exactly. So anyway, so she's she's like, oh, will he make a full recovery? And the doctor's like. Oh, yeah, through and through, uh, it was no big deal. One's lodged in his bicep, but I got that one out. Um, he's already, he has to go home twice. I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah, can't home. Oh, God. Yeah, home, which is to the office, basically. I'm like, oh, And, um, they go back to- Because <laughs> that's what happens. Exactly. And they go to the office. Then they also go back to the, the big giant warehouse, and they're like, uh-oh, they cleaned house, because there used to be all these animals, and they're like, oh, no, they're all gone now. Except for a, a Bifero- stock and feed um sticker on the bottom of food container i'm like mm-hmm. you're telling me they cleaned up this place like top to bottom and left this one thing with Ex- clue? they left the meat they left the meat with the that clue. they, that they really bought and printed where they were like come they on they left the meat in the box from the place that they bought the it's the, ridiculous the from. and then they go they go to the to the meat place and they say how did they pay for it a credit card like how also well we cannot breeze over that meat guy because i have some things to say uh, so they're like so finn just, is it finn or how, a sailor one of them's like you deliver thousands of pounds of food to a warehouse in the middle of nowhere and you didn't think it was oh, strange finn. yeah and he's like if i was a thinker i wouldn't be selling animal food for a living <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the, the people on this fucking show i'm telling you and then, and then they do reveal it. It was a, with a credit card, which the same credit card, of course, just bought two tickets from Jakarta or two Jakarta, whatever. And so Finn's stupid. like, oh, from, Yeah, shit. from Jakarta, yeah. And They're Finn, smuggling in the monkey. Yeah, and Finn's instantly like, oh, we got him. And also just like, by the way, Olivia, 50 bucks, Stabler's here, and Stabler's like wandering in. He's like, I didn't think you'd take a single day off, and sure enough, here you are. And I hope like, Finn gets that 50 bucks. I know, right? And Olivia's like... Elliot, you're supposed to be home resting. Like, do you think he's really weak? Why are you shocked yeah. by this? Like, uh, she's reacting as if he she's needs shocked. All the like, therapy and to be suspended until he takes all the therapy. Honestly, and so uh, she's just like, "Oh, Elliot, you're so stupid." And then can- instead of like making him go home like he should, they bring him along to the thing. You're like, supposed. Well, no, he goes. They, they go. You. Oh, you're. You were supposed to take a week, and he goes. No, I want to finish this. <laughs> so well, you should so like, no. You're no, Elliot. All of us. You're injured. You exactly. Like it's ridiculous, and it, they let him like start running. Like he would be in the van. Let someone else do the job for once. My God, there's like a million detectives there. Like they all want a shot. And meanwhile, Elliot Stabler's got to solve every fucking case. But so they get to the place where the handoff is. They're like, hmm, who could it be? Because they're at the I guess the uh, customs like thing in the airport or near the airport. And they have, like, all these people around, and they're, like, a binocular. It's, like, such a... It's, like, a little bit, like, um, Keystone Cops, where they're, like, looking out a window with binoculars, and they're, like, which one's got the big hat? That's what the smuggler said they'd use to hide the monkey. It's not, it's not a big hat. No, it's not even true. But also, it's just, like, them up in this room above everybody with binoculars, like, 
no one else on the ground is looking for that kind of stuff, like telling the guy to like not be rolling around this let this basketball get rolling around on the ground. Like, come the fuck on. But they realize it's basketball. Look at the magic basketball. Like, first of all, if you're even if it is a real basketball, who lets a basketball sit on the ground like that in customs? Like, no, you're it's gonna roll. It's just, it's stupid. You should be That's holding right. the basketball. Stupid smuggler. And so that you you can tell it's a fake basketball. I mean, he's a man moving. model, so like brains, right? come on. <laughs> So they keep it keeps putting it on the ground and it keeps rolling on its own accord like a little hamster ball, which is really sad. Like, yeah, it's like, really bad. Yeah, when I was thinking about it, the I'm monkey like, is, then you're this like, is really Bulls. upsetting. Like knowing there's a monkey in there and trying to get away, and it and he keep like he was so low key like putting his foot on it and rolling it forward. But I just kept thinking like, there's a monkey in there. Like that's really sad. And no one ever really comments. No on animals it. were harmed in the they making did, of yeah, the Yeah, they episode. did remind us that at the end, but no one's like, "Oh my god, I'm like, it's, it's so okay. gross." He's not really. He's probably not really in there, but it still makes yeah, you depressed. I know, but it, like a visual, it's it does It's just such a small basketballs are not. Like, that's how small the monkey is, guys. You know how big a basketball is. Like that's sad. That's really sad. It's such a tiny little monkey. Um, and so uh, they're like, "Got him!" And they go and they get him. Um, well, no, uh, they, they follow actually, him. Uh, they follow yeah, they him don't. The, yeah, they don't the, see them. They follow him. They tail him to the buy. Yeah, they tail him to the meet because they want to bust him like in, in the, the, the transaction. transaction which they do, and they. But it's also so sloppily busted. Like they don't surround the place at all. They just like five of them walk up casually, like freeze, yeah. and then of course right. they take off instantly. And um, Bushido gets his arm, his leg caught in like a. Uh, conveyor, a conveyor yeah. thing, and it, I don't even know how it really hurts him. I guess it just sprains his leg or something. And it's, if it keeps going, it would definitely, like, really fuck him up. And Elliot has his gun on him, and he's like, shoot me, you coward, shoot me. I'd rather see you, uh, and then, no, no, Elliot's like, I'd rather see you in a cage! <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> that was, like, oh my, that was like, the whole point of the episode, right? Like, they could get to that line, uh. basically. I'd rather see you in the cage. And then he's like, I'll kill your whole family when I'm out. And Elliot's like, I don't even care about them. Go but for it. <laughs> Yeah, you're never getting love, out. But then Finn pulls the gun on the guy, and he's like, "Please run!" Yeah, that was a weird. Try that was to a run. Really weird beat where Elliot. Okay, so Elliot takes off after Bushido, uh, Bushido, and then Liv takes off after uh, uh, Tybor. Tybor, which is, uh, yeah. Ra- ra- uh, ra- and the monkey ra- gets Casey. a new home with the captain. And the captain grabs the monkey. The hug. First well, of no, all, like no, because because what happens is the model throws the basketball <laughs> no, like, to, as a that? diversion, oh, as no. a diversion, and Cragen catches it. Like he's what like, oh fuck? no, like throws the ball to like try and like you know divert them while they all can make a getaway. That. I was so and Cragen catches the basketball and Kragen. then he opens it and the monkey jumps into his arms. Oh, oh, cap that hug. It's adorable. It is really adorable. Oh, it's a really chaotic scene, though, and it feels really ridiculous. So it is it's, ridiculous. I mean, it is, yeah, it is very ridiculous to see, like, literally, like, a, a, a procedural, like, cop drama with a, a the captain, like, hugging a small monkey. Like, that was, like, a normal episode. I don't know why I thought that scene was longer. Like, yeah. I thought there was a whole longer scene dedicated to just Craig and holding the, the monkey. monkey. Yeah. So that was, so when I rewatched the episode, I was really disappointed that it was only, like, two I seconds. I could take the whole episode <laughs> of that, to be honest. It's very adorable. And, um, the thing is, it's so scared looking. And part of me was, like, obviously you want to get it out of that ball. But just get it out of the gunfire and stuff. Like, like, come on, why is this in the middle of all this So you can have the hug! I know, but still. I was (laughs) nervous for the monkey. monkey. And, but, yeah, so, but Finn, in the meantime, has the gun on the guy, like, 
please run, please. And I'm like, okay, that's a little aggressive, Finn. <laughs> like, like, you're not going to do anything. I know, but you I'm like, why? tackle him and we'll read him I, his rights. And the guy's like super nervous because this is the guy that was going to make the, the terrible chopsticks. So I'm like, uh, partly, I guess Finn is just like, fuck you for trying to do that because this monkey's cute as hell. Right. And, right. Uh, which he's, is right. Yeah, he's, he's trying to be like, give me well, an excuse. Yeah, like, like, he's like, a monkey. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. oh. Reboot of like BJ and the Bear with Finn and the Monkey. <laughs> like, please. Oh. All right. So, uh, so he says. Uh, but meanwhile, Elliot, like I said before, is trying to is going to shoot the guy. He's like, "Shoot me, you coward!" Nope. I'm going to see you in the cage. He decides to just arrest him instead of shooting him because he wants him to rob. And we're supposed to be like, "Yay!" Like, it shouldn't be like a dilemma. Like, we shouldn't be worried that he'll shoot this guy. I know. Well, we're worried. That, we're kind of worried that all of them will shoot this guy. Finn, not so much. But Finn, if you didn't know any better, you'd think Finn maybe. But no, only if you'd seen just that scene. If you'd seen anything else happening in this episode, you wouldn't believe right. that he would shoot anyone. And Olivia's chasing after Reggie Kathy, and he goes over. Which how, it's kind I don't of a, know how the hell that happens. I don't know. So instead of like abruptly saying, "Hey, whoa, 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 I'm a cop," the minute they get up to the roof, he waits until they're like wrestling, and then she like she flips him fucking, over like, the edge Amazon, of the roof. Uh, Maris Garrete flips Reggie Kathy. I don't obviously it's not probably her, but still it's like. A very intense scene, and honestly, kind of believable because I feel like Olivia Benson could probably put a lot of people through a wall. Um, she flips him over among the, the wrestling, back and forth wrestling, wrestling, and then she flips him, and he goes over the edge of the roof, and his arms are really tightly gripping the edge, like, oh my god, I'm about to fall. And it's, I mean, he might have been able to survive, but probably not. It's pretty high up. I think it's like four stories, three stories, it's so it's enough high. to probably kill him. And he'd probably like break a leg. He'd be seriously injured or, or maybe morally wounded. So he's basically like, oh my god, I'm about to fall. Please help me, I'm a cop. Help me, I'm a cop. Help me, I'm a cop. I'm like, what, bro? He would have to blow your cover instantly, but I guess it's kind of important. I mean, it's kind of sad that I guess he was assuming she was going to let him die if he was an actual criminal, which is sad. She definitely was not making an effort no, to, like, No, she was, like, letting him, him goes, go. I'm like, Jesus. No, she was like, I need a bus and a jump team. Like, <laughs> I need someone to cut. Like, Come he was going to be able to hold himself up until a parachute cut, like, came. Ellie would say, uh-huh. fuck you to your backstory, and he would not believe him, and he would, like, let him fall. Elliot would have, like, slowly one so by not one, not like... In trouble. Slammed each finger. Elliot would have lifted his finger. Exactly. I was gonna say, like, Carly, you're on my left. I literally was like, either he's gonna punch each little finger or, like, slowly lift them up. He's lifting, he slowly lifts <laughs> like, one, one at, at a time. One at a time, he smiles, like, maniacally I each time. Elliot's fucking terrible at his job. <laughs> he is. He's a psychopath. Elliot Stabler is psycho. I'm only amazed uh, that he didn't kill that guy. I'm more shocked by that, to be honest. Right? But, um, ugh. So anyway, the Tybor is on on the edge, and Olivia's like, uh, he's like, look, there's a wire in my belt buckle if you don't believe me. I'm like, first of all, this guy is so, like, paranoid, and he doesn't see a wire in this dude's belt buckle, but I guess he's trusted him for long enough that he earned the right to have a belt buckle. But, um, uh, so he's, he's revealed to be an undercover cop, which is kind of, obviously now, Elliot's bread and butter, so he's like, oh no, you're a, bre- you're a cop, um, that's terrible. Well, she, she fake arrests him, because he says he needs one more conviction, yeah, the one high-profile conviction. Yeah, the, like, the head of the actual ring is in prison, so he's, like, like, a high-profile conviction. Or, it, it felt like such a, I don't even know how to describe it, it's not really scooby it's like a, I don't know, it's like a, it's Which one like- level up. I can't even describe what I'm thinking of, but it's like another show where it's like, there's always something bigger out there, and it's like, oh my god, like, of course it's something even like bigger. Like any show with a big bad? 
Yeah, pretty much. And it's like secretly it was this guy all along, but it's like so ridiculous that it's like a prison. It's it's stu- it's kind of like Fast and the Furious, basically. Well, they were like it doesn't end here. Yeah, exactly. They're still like, like like he's only this he's only one rung on the ladder. Is like the lowest rung on the ladder is basically. Well, I mean, the worst guy too. somehow got caught, and this guy didn't get caught for the longest time. So I'm curious about that. Like, I want to see that spinoff. And also, I'm really confused too because like the way he says it, like it's a prison gang. I'm like, what? Well, it's a prison gang. I'm like, well. What? I'm like, why can't the prison just crack down on that inside the prison? I'm like, why do they need all these cops on the outside, like, working, like, seven years in the, on the game, like, trying to get this guy away? I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, some prison is really corrupt if they can't just, like, lock down who's doing it. Because all you need to do is put him in isolation. Finn will fix it all. I know! Finn will have it in a week. Put the guy in isolation, he lo- loses communication, end of the conversation. Like, oh my god. And you but anyways, a bunch, apparently. Pretty much. Um, but so... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but so, yeah. So, Bushido... Um, Bushido is going away. and He's still screaming at Elliot. And um, Kathy... Reggie Still Kathy, calling him Mike. Still calling him by his undercover name. He's like, I'll get you, Mike. And his neighbor's like, yeah. I'll get you, Mike Jones of 334 Main Street. <laughs> like, bro. It was a fake ID. He literally was revealed to be a cop. Like, he, why is he not dead? Like, clearly why there's something else going on. Why do you think he's Mike? And so, um, so Bushido's being carted away by the cops, and of course, Reggie Caffey, um, uh, Tybor does the same thing, because he wants to stay on the, on the take, because uh, he's now undercover in prison as, as part of this conspiracy, so he wants to find out who's the real, you know, boss. And as he's going into the cop car, Elliot leans in, like, you want me to call your family? Because, obviously, he's undercover, and he's like, I want them to know that you're okay, and you're gonna be alright. And he's like, even family. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was going to say, uh, if you're talking about Elliot, Elliot's even know he's injured, but yeah, you're talking about. Oh, Tybor. no, yeah. With with Tybor. And Tybor's like, oh, my family? They're all gone. <laughs> they lost them a long time ago. This life proved to be too much for them. And then, like, he's he literally, like. It's like, the funniest thing in the world. But that's it how is. He says it. Like, it's a joke. It, well. It is kind of like a joke, like, because it's just Reggie Cathy being Reggie. He's great. He's such a presence. And, and again, like, like, if you. Like,. It's obvious that he's going to be an undercover cop when they make him the number right. two. And the, the cop car pulling away, it basically has, like, that, that like, Seinfeld theme song. It's like, da 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 It's, like, such a, like, uh, da da What's the Seinfeld theme song? Ba 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 Oh my god! Oh, I'm not gonna have family anymore if I don't if I don't stop this. Just, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and the dude does not even realize he's basically just like cracked open Elliot's entire world. <laughs> and it, well, I should say it's actually closer <laughs> to mean, something like, like a Arrested Development. Thing too. It's like a little Arrested Development where it's like Hello Darkness, where it's just like his eyes zone out and he just stares off into space <laughs> like Oh my god! And then of course the next scene we get instead of any of the wrap up to these. Dis- Poor girl getting murdered. Well, poor girl. Well, eh. Iffy girl getting murdered. Or that Scarface girl being caught for the real crimes she's committed. <laughs> or, uh, or, or avenging whatever the fuck happened at Big Boy. They just, like, throw all that shit out the window and they're like, here, here's Elliot with a baby. It's it's fine. Also, His life is gonna be great. Twins have scars? Who cares? Well, whatever. <laughs> and that's it. That's all it was. Like, that's... Also, Elliot finally getting up in the middle of the night and actually taking so care of child for a change. And, like, why is this, like, this big, like like, come-to-home moment where it's like, oh, it's, like, all been worth it, right? It's like, no. He's doing his basic <laughs> job as a human being, raising a child. Like... He's probably still not taking the week off. I mean, 
it's no. ridiculous to me that we're supposed to be now like. Now he's back at work the next morning. Good job, Elliot. You did your job. I'm like, yeah, you woke up one time in the middle of the night and then didn't leave your wife alone. Like, oh my gosh, congratulations. You were a great quality. I'm hoping human. that maybe when he did shoot the dude and had to probably stop being a cop forever, hopefully. Maybe he retired and actually did all that stuff he was supposed to do, but something tells me he's doing, like, private work now, and he's just doing this on a smaller scale as a mercenary or something. Like, I don't oh, trust him at all. He's probably, like, private security. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, absolutely. I don't think he could ever stop doing that, and that's sad but true, and I just feel bad for his terrible... Um, terribly treated family. But anyway, so on, a, on that, on that note, note, well, well, everyone go home to your families and hug them tonight. <laughs> like, but yeah. yeah, seriously, hug your children. Yeah, hug your children, hug your monkeys, hug your cats. Uh, yeah, so that was wildlife. I mean, that was surreal. Like, I, I, that last bit of scene, we're really not, it's hard to describe it without seeing it because there's like, the, the sound mixing is insanity because it's, it's classic SVU where it's like, uh, it sounds like a big like UFO landing. Like when, when the episode's about to wrap up, it's like the most intense score ever. And you're like, oh my God, everything's about to happen. And, and it ends kind of sadly and abruptly, but it's still an incredibly like incongruous moment where everyone, like there's a monkey being hugged, there's people being chased in like almost gunfire and there's Finn screaming, which doesn't usually even raise his voice. And it's just like a cacophony of nonsense. But so I'll try and like leave a link to that, either a gif of him hugging it, or at least maybe the, the YouTube clip of it. I hope you, it, it's so good. Well, if you don't watch the whole episode, watch that scene at least. Jesus, it's great. But I forgot too. It's interesting that that episode there's no scenes in the courtroom. Yeah, I was like, thinking that earlier too. I'm way, like, a lot of law, yeah, lot of law. Not it's a lot not of order. structured like a typical Law and Order episode where like they start and they the first half is them arresting the person and then the second half is them on trial. Mm-hmm. That's why when like, I said they, before we don't even get how to it that. feels like it's just mm-hmm. constantly zipping and zagging all over the place. Yeah, it's really partly because it never gets to that natural. Um, uh, crest point where it becomes about the next part of it is putting them away, which I mean, this is partly, they're hopefully going to put them away for that crime, but normally you'd have the whole trial, or at least some of the trial, or something. Yeah. Or sometimes the it's trial will start, and then it'll end because it didn't happen, or... Maybe it's because Michaela McManus <laughs> was the DA. <laughs> that might be it! She is, uh, we, we, bre- we breezed over her, like, a, like a, instantly. She's there for, like, a second early room, where she's I, like, just, Hey, I think we should get a warrant for that. That's it. That's all she does in this episode. She's, I, she's only a small part, but, like, I just need to stress, she's... And I hate... I don't want to offend anyone who, like, really loves her, but, like, she's not a good actress. And she, like, she's shown up in things no. where they're much better than her, and, like, it just sways it down, like, season two of The Vampire Diaries. Or, like, uh, the one-season show Awake... She was in there. I'm like, no one needed this. We have Laura Allen, and she's or she great. was just in. She was just in uh, Aquarius, the David Duchovny yeah. show oh, about yeah. tra- uh, Charles Manson, where she played his like ex lover that of he course she did. like starts, Honestly, starts an affair with. He starts an affair with again, and it's like, oh, it's so. But bad. when you have it's someone like so Reggie Cathy in a completely t- like tiny little role that really only has maybe three scenes, full scenes, and he does so much with that character, which is not even like it's a great character, but he does a lot with it. And then you have her, who's like a main character, who literally gets like nothing. And Especially if you're going to be an ADA on the show, I feel like you need to have a presence, and she does not. Yeah, she's just like this no. kid who like stumbled onto set and was like, I'm surprised like no one's around. Like, why why are we talking to her? Like, where's like anyone? Even Sharon Stone was a better ADA mm-hmm. than. Uh... <laughs> well, duh, Michaela. Uh, Sharon yes. Stone. And, like, you say what you will about Sharon Stone, but she has a presence. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Lover, lover, well, who hater. is the other? Who is the other uh, actress that? Uh, shoot, she was the one that had the drinking problem that clashed with Stabler a lot. 
For who? Oh, what, um, on the ADA? Yeah. Not Cabot? What's her name? Her, not Casey. Not Cabot. Casey? She, she was, she had a very short run, oh, but it was, I don't know uh, her then, no. I can't yeah, remember. She played, she played, she played, she was really good, though, because she clashed with Stabler. Yeah, oh, yes, she's great! Of course, Jack yeah, and Bobby. Yeah, she was, she was fantastic. Well, she's another person she clashed who with, barely could she be anything. Slaps, she fucking slaps, she slaps Stabler in an episode. It's amazing. So when you have someone who at least gives off the illusion of being, like, a 20-something ADA, you're like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take you seriously at all. Like, right, and, right. And Christine Lackey, she's someone who, like, honestly did more against Detective Elliot Sampler than the entire like show basically yeah. in yeah. her like. Well, two then it was episodes. terrible because like she basically they revealed that her character was an alcoholic, and then he basically shamed her for it, which was terrible. And then they they bas- they wrote her off for a little while because they her character was implied to like have gone to rehab or whatever, and so she comes back for a little bit, like a couple episodes later on, and they have more of a like a begrudging respect for one another but it's 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 an interesting storyline but it's kind of rough because he basically treats her like crap and she like slaps him across the face at one yeah, point yeah sonia paxton was who she was yeah. yes that's she's who it was. executive yeah, yeah, yeah. ada she's fantastic she's another person i yeah, mean she i haven't good. seen hawaii 50 but jack and bobby she is next level that's one of the best uh, that's one of my favorite like mistreated shows and she's fantastic she's yeah uh, the episode i guess i'll defend her. I, I watched y 50 for a bit and like they were pretty great with their casting like uh alex was played by christine lati and his like his sister is taryn manning so i'm like well that's pretty awesome actually yeah. well she's also famous yeah. for being no on, they did have good cast she on was the uh, infamous martha odell on studio 60 for those of you who yes. don't necessarily know the sorkinness of it all or whatever but uh yeah so Ugh, my god. That's that's tough, but yeah, so that was that episode. Guys, can you deal with it? I don't know. I certainly barely could, but <laughs> needed needed all more ice tea. Yes. That's always like if I have any criticism of an episode, it's usually like need more. Has he tea. written an episode or directed an episode? Not to my well, knowledge. I know Marish- I mean, Marishka has. An episode. Like, could, she's directed. He should honestly write one. To be real, I think yeah. he should really write one, but uh, if you if you told me like I haven't watched this show in like maybe four or five seasons probably because I mean I probably have seen episodes here and there but I haven't like you know tuned yeah. in and, and I usually it. just watch the, like the classic oh yeah exactly I watch it all yeah I watch it or I watch it like in huge like bulk like season like seasons at a time but so if you told me he was going to be writing an episode next week I'd be like all right I'll tune in like come on like that's a waste of, that's a waste of promotion he totally needs oh to. my god yeah. it'd be amazing even if it was I mean uh, let's fathom the craziness that could be if it was terrible in quotation marks it'd still be better than like a lot of the episodes I know they just did a Black Lives Matter episode like exactly I see you whatever the fuck he wants exactly so anyway so that's our that's our two cents um let's get on to plugs though so what's up with you Latoya uh what is up with me uh you can of course find me on Twitter at Lafergs you can find a lot of my writing uh on AV Club uh, I believe it will be. I guess I'll just pitch it. Uh, well, plug it next week. But I'm gonna have a one season fast lane piece on the AV Club. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, that's my next one season thing. And then after that, I'm gonna be doing a hundred episodes piece on Gossip Girl. So I'm gonna have a busy end of the year. Yes, you will. Yeah. Oh my god, what an end of the year it will be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. So yeah, just follow me on Twitter, and I can tell you everything I'm doing. Like just you know, going to hell in a cell, just chilling, being awesome. I saw Mr. Right. Belding. Oh, good God. <laughs> Keep that stuff to yourself. <laughs> it, it was crazy because he walked by us, like, and we all, like, the whole road just, like, saw Mr. Belding, and then I was like, we all just, like, started applauding because it was Mr. Belding. Oh, good God. All right. Well, awesome. And what's up with you, Carly? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Equivocarly. I, uh, I have a relatively new gig as a weekend editor at the Mary Sue. Um, I'm, I'm, I have an ongoing series there right now where I am, uh, watching and reviewing Harrison Ford's, uh, most of his, uh, cinematography. Good times. I did it with Bradley <laughs> so, Cooper, like I said. It's, it's a, it's a I'm, certain yeah. kind of, like... Mentality where you start to be like think all day in like Harrison Ford movies. I'm sure. I'm so excited because the next one I'm doing it in chronological order from oldest to newest, and the next one is A New Hope. Oh, so I'm great. really excited That's to like re- watch that again, but more critically. Yes. Um, uh, and then just elsewhere on the internet, a couple other places. But yeah, Twitter's the best place to kind of keep up with what I'm up to and writing about and watching and basically putting in my eyeballs. Awesome. So. Alright, and as always, I am pleasant. At- <laughs> yes, very pleasant. <laughs> um, Consuming media. Um, I am at Mar E on Twitter. Um, this upcoming um, episode of Supergirl, you sh- if you haven't checked it out, you should. Um, I'm reviewing that for the Televixen. Um, and then as always, um, iZombie and Vampire Diaries uh, weekly as well um, with friend of the show, Lisa Easton for the latter. Uh, and then the next episode of this show will be uh, season one of only one season, unfortunately. Episode nine, The Class Gives Thanks of the Class. So it's a, we're taking a second amidst all the terrible episodes we watch, even though the ones <laughs> that do sometimes involve Finn Tutuola, uh, to, to give thanks for ridiculously bizarre and amazing casts and episodes and, and shows, which is the cat, The Class. The Class is like one of those shows that I think... Every fifth person might have heard of it, but every fifth person hasn't heard of it. So if you haven't seen it, find it online. You can hopefully watch it before listening, but we recommend you watch it. And we watched the Thanksgiving episode, which we had plenty to say yes, about and, whether we liked and it. And we're not tricking you into watching a bad show. We, we all very much We actually it. recommend this one. Um, it's it's one of our... I mean, we've done this in the past where we've watched like, some quirky, bizarre things that we can't really understand. But this one's definitely a little bit more on the thankful side because there's really not much to hate about it. It's certainly things that are bizarre and weird and, and we, well, you know, things the question of how did this fail pretty much. Exactly. Given the talent. Exactly. And hey, it's almost Thanksgiving, so it's, it's about time that we should, you know, watch something we actually are thankful for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, we're gonna get right back into it for the actual Thanksgiving episode, um, and watch the uh, appalling, uh, Murder She Wrote episode about yeah, Indian givers. So, good God. Um, and anyway, so if you uh, don't get a chance to watch that, you can find other episodes of our show at the Televoid at uh, uh, .com. Um, you can rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes. Uh, our Twitter is at the Televoid and our email is the Televoid at gmail.com. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for wandering into the Televoid, guys. See you next week. Bye bye. DNA from the saliva found on the victim. Doesn't match Katz's cap. Man, how many targets we got roaming this city?